The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. We're live. What's up, everybody? How we doing? Been to Israel, Aaron Bree, AB. We got a show today. We do. Happy Hump Day, everybody. Hump it's day. Wednesday. Hump Day. You know what that means. What does um, that mean? It just means it's Hump Day. It okay. means, you know, uh, so, so they call it that because you get over the hump and you only got Thursday and Friday left of the week. And next, we should know the next oh, week. Four-day week. Four-day work week. Four-day work week. Who doesn't love that? Uh, Monday, we are taking off uh, for President's Day. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. whoever you want to honor there. Abe Lincoln, <laughs> Joe Biden. George Washington. George Washington. Isn't it war- Trump, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, happy Wednesday. Today's show brought to you by The Color Green, as you can see here. Um, and coffee. Uh, Coffee's and, good. And, and, and coffee. Um, so, here's what we're going to – here's what we got today. We got uh, – Aaron and I are going to hang out for a few minutes. We got our first guest today is at 12.15. We're going to be talking to the CFO of Better.com, Kevin Ryan, uh, a company that is no stranger to the news these past few months. I've heard of Better.com, but I forget why... Where I heard about them in the news. Well, so they're going public via SPAC, uh, which we're going to talk about. But uh, they were in the news for... um, What's the... Unsurreptitiously? Did I... Did I use that word correctly? Uh, firing um, uh, 900 people over Zoom right before Christmas. Uh, the person joining today, Kevin Ryan, is not the person who did that. He's their CFO. Uh, but, uh, again, no stranger to the to headlines. They just had a, a filing, an, an amended uh, filing come out. Uh, was it yesterday or the day before now where they, they, uh, they, they basically acknowledged the um, – negative fallout from that has has affected their business so we'll talk about that and i want to know more about this uh i guess that might that goes against the old uh adage of all publicity is good publicity there i don't have been negative fallout i don't actually know if i if i disagree with that statement i think in a way all press oh i th- i think so too like if you, if you take in if you take uh, an example like elon musk tesla like yeah they just get so much press and a lot of it's bad but because it's so many things, like it's almost like headlines just bounce off of Tesla and Elon now. Right, right, right. I mean, Trump kind of was the king of that, right? You, oh yeah, hundred percent. You, you you flood the zone, um, and with noise. So anyway, so Kevin Ryan at twelve fifteen, um, we're gonna talk to um, William Santana Lee at twelve thirty. He's the CEO of Nightscope, ticker KSCP. That stock is mooning again today. Um, I don't know if. He knows why, but we're going to ask him about it. How about that? At 1230, we've got Nick Shaheen coming on at 1 o'clock. He runs the Benzinga Options Inner Circle. Uh, We're going to talk trade setups, all that with Nick. And uh, that's the guest slate for today. So uh, I see you all in the chat. Uh, We can talk about Palantir. We can talk about the VIX. Uh, But let's run that intro. And Boom. Ben, Benzinga Live starting right now. This is Benzinga Live. Spencer Israel and producer AB. What's up, everybody? How are we doing? Someone told me buy high, sell higher. Let's get Matt Hammond on the show to talk to my POs. Jake Wojcik from Trend Spider. 
We have it. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so we got a lot going on today um, as far as news flow. Aaron and I were just talking that uh, reminding ourselves that at 2 p.m. today we're going to get the release of the FOMC minutes. Now, as I understand it, these are the minutes from their meeting last month, January, because they meet monthly, right? Is Are, are, are we... Yeah, but are, so, so are we correct about this? Here's been the newest uh, development in the news oh, cycle when it comes to to rate hikes. Yeah, um, a lot of people are indicating that okay, if we do continue to see political turmoil over in the Russia Ukraine area, maybe that will encourage uh, the Fed to kind of push back some of their plans to to uh, hike rates. So I don't really buy it because they're in a position where they, they need to do something um, regarding inflation. And I if I had to anticipate the minutes coming out today at 2 p.m., that's what it will that's what will be um, the primary kind of theme within the minutes is that they're like, yeah, it's the point where uh, we got to do something for inflation. And I don't think it's going to be new news. Like, I don't know how the market's going to react to it, but I don't think anything we're going to see yeah. in the minutes today is going to be uh, new news. That's kind of where I'm at as well. The the minutes from Jan- the minutes that came out in January from December's meeting that shook the market because that was the first time that there was any mention of um, not just uh, balance sheet runoff, but oh crap! Somebody remind me now. <laughs> there was some there was some little detail, some like minutia in, in the minutes. Uh, it, it gave more color on on the oh yeah it, it wasn't just uh it wasn't just tapering it wasn't just a slowdown of the bond buying but it was the actual act of of the, of bond selling right selling right. the bonds on their balance sheet Lowering, shrinking yeah. the balance shrinking sheet shrinking the balance sheet that comment in the minutes shook the markets a lot has happened since then i'm in the camp where like i frankly don't know how I mean, the minutes always matter to an extent, but I'm not sure how much it's going to matter, yeah. how much is going to move markets today. I could be wrong. We could both be wrong here. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think it will move markets. I just don't think, again, that it'll be like new news, um, but there will definitely be. I mean, we'll, we'll see the impact. We'll, we'll have to when that. Maybe we'll go. What do we have after us today at 2 p.m.? Anything? Uh, we got the roadmap. It's Wednesday. Got it. Yeah. Um, so, so real quick, Spencer, moving on from the Fed minutes coming at yeah. again, 2 p.m. Eastern. We'll be covering that here. I don't know on Benzinga Live on YouTube, but you can go, go to our website. We'll be Go to Benzinga Pro, baby. Go to Benzinga Pro. We'll be covering that. And if you don't have Benzinga Pro, you can sign up for a free two-week trial, and it's a completely 100% free. You do not even need to enter a credit card. Um, you can ask some questions in the comments about Benzinga Pro if you're kind of on the fence. I'm we, sure we have some users in the We have the a chat. discount link in the, in the description. I'll put it in chat right now. But we have a 25% off discount code for Benzinger Pro. In I believe the, you can use that uh, link to still sign up for the free trial. Uh, if you haven't signed up so. yet. I think so. But if you want more than that, get 25% off Benzinger Pro. I'll put the link in the chat and on the screen, but it's also in the description of this video. So, But do you know what else Benzinger Pro is great for? This was, a, this was actually a good segue. Uh, earnings? Yes, keeping oh. up with earnings. Uh, that was a guess. <laughs> and so we, we're, we're still, we're kind of uh, reaching the end of, of our busy earnings season, but this week we are still very much in the thick of things. And I just want to take a second because I know some of our viewers out there may be newer to the markets, newer to investing, and you may hear us talk about earnings reports all the time yep. and not understand like why we care, why they're important. So um, essentially publicly traded companies are mandated every quarter 
um, or, or for four times to release their earnings report mm-hmm. um, from their previous quarter or from the company's previous quarter. And uh, those four reports out of the year are really the only times to get like a truly um, objective look at a company, like how they're doing in terms of revenue, in terms of sales. Um, because outside of that, really, companies are in a position where they can determine like what press releases uh are released what information gets out there so earnings reports are the time for investors to evaluate a company see what type of position is this company in how was their last quarter how does that quarter compare to the same time period from the previous year so um, again if you're wondering why we care about earnings um, it's really the only time to uh, objectively evaluate a company. They the company does not. It's have, basically game day. I, I I call it game day. Right. Right. It's game day for stocks. And, okay. And here's a perfect example. Look at Facebook or, or Meta platforms. Right. For the whole three months leading up to uh, Facebook's most recent earnings report a couple weeks ago, they were determining the news cycle. Right. The news cycle was about the changing the name to Meta and all the things they were doing in the metaverse, and they could determine what pre- when the numbers came out. There's no hiding, you know, their active users or the decline in users, right? So um, that was game day for for Facebook, and they didn't show up. No, no, no. So who who did you want to start off with today, Shopify? I do want to start off with Shopify. And so Shopify reported this morning and had a uh, a big miss. We bring up the chart. We can talk about uh, Roblox and Airbnb as well. Um, But let's start with Shopify. So if we zoom out on Shopify's chart. You can right. see this is one of those stocks that just went absolutely berserk. Yo, you, want to, um, you want to zoom way out. All right. There we go. Yeah. I mean, up to $1,500 a share at the height of COVID. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is a, a massive company that's growing, has great numbers. Um, but this is one of those cases where even with a really strong company that's just that's making a lot of money, the stock can still get overextended, um, get a little too high. And when that happens and when it comes out of favor... You, as you can see in the chart, it comes down pretty quickly. So I don't even think Shopify's numbers were that terrible this morning. They just showed that growth may be slowing a little bit, which was enough when a stock is trading at that high of a premium to knock it down so much. So now that it's sitting like 50% off its highs uh, of 1,500, I do think... Um, 1,500? Try 1,700. 1,700, sure. So 60% off its highs. I think it's interesting. I, again, we talk about this all the time with with these companies that have missed on earnings and had a huge leg down. Yeah. Most times they continue... Uh, these stocks continue to trade lower following the, the bad earnings report. You can look back to uh, Snapchat's earnings report a couple months ago. Uh, DocuSign's. Facebook most recently, right? Facebook's still been trading lower since its report. So I'm not trying to come in and catch this falling knife, but if I see it start to bottom out, see buyers coming in, then I think Shopify gets interesting. I mean, it's right now currently trading at like a 33 PE. Oh, is Um, it? So, yeah. Okay, so a lot there, and I want to react to it. Um, With regards to, yeah, Shopify is still a growing business, right? But but your point about uh, sometimes fundamental sometimes stocks just get ahead of the company and i think that that, that's what happened here shopify is near the top of my shopping list personally i would love to own this stock um however i would i am definitely not buying it today for several reasons um what first reason is as a general rule of thumb you should wait for the dust to settle Right. If you're if you buy Shopify today, you are basically jumping in front of a moving train. Stock is down what, what down a hundred 
130 bucks to no 160 bucks today right now let me let me refresh this right now um it's gonna absolutely smoke you don't need to be a hero i don't need to be no one we don't need to be a hero here okay uh it's down 18 percent. oh my goodness so don't be a hero don't buy on day one at the very least give give the give a time to settle that's a general rule of thumb but with Shopify specifically, and we talked about this on pre-market prep this morning, the environment that we're in, frankly, has not been good for Shopify kind of stocks. And by that, I mean like high growth tech stocks, uh, stocks, companies that benefited from, from the pandemic, stay at home plays, um, any high growth name. Um, and I, I would point you to PayPal, right? PayPal reported a, a, a weaker report and it got punished it hasn't stopped going down since look they reported on january or february uh what's that the second they reported uh or after hours the day before because the second was the first gap down and that was at <laughs> that was 20 bucks ago they went down to 130 we're down to 111 now right in, in the in the two weeks since their report so We've seen stocks that get punished on earnings continue to get punished after the fact. Um, uh, and for that reason, I really am not interested in catching a falling knife in Shopify today. Now, Oh, yeah, Ron, John, we'll, we'll talk about Upstart as well. Yeah, yeah, we can definitely talk about Upstart. Um, so that's what I would caution everyone. But, but here. here's what's so funny, and, uh, you know, shout out. Helene Meisler on Twitter. She's, oh, we should get her on the show. She's I, 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 yeah, we, we should. I saw she actually just recently did an interview because I don't really see her do a lot of interviews, but yeah. she did one with uh, like Business Insider or someone I believe that was pretty strong. Um, but she's a great FinTwit follow because she's someone who's been doing it for like yep. 30, 40 years. I mean, she literally hand draws yeah. charts like on the daily and she's great. And her pinned tweet, uh, which she references a lot is, um, let me just pull it up so I don't misquote it. But it's something along the lines of like nothing like um a change in price to change oh yeah sentiment. there's nothing like a change in price to change sentiment that i don't know who came up with that but i i think, I think but she'll was... always be like uh because it's, it's her her pin tweet from it was back from like 2017 or something but she'll always be like i bet my pin tweet will uh you know like or a couple days ago when we saw the cues and nasdaq start to bounce back she was like oh i bet if we have a couple more of these days we'll really see my pin tweet in action basically saying like all these bears um, will become bullish again if the, if the price continues to change. Um, I mean, I still think it's a great business, and there's really, as far as I can tell, they don't they don't have a competitor. I don't know of another. Co- I mean, they well, I, Amazon is Amazon a competitor? Really? Yeah, they compete with Amazon on the e-commerce. They, they don't um, do e. They facilitate e-commerce, they, right? They don't. They, they don't. They they work as. But if you're a um, business, right? Yeah. Shipping your goods whatever it is you can use shopify or amazon okay okay but shopify is more than just shipping though it's the it's the back it's the online back end of your business so i mean maybe they compete with etsy i don't know yeah yeah Um, i mean i think all those like and and then there there are a couple other uh like print to order public companies that are similar um yeah so, so the exact tweet is nothing like price to change sentiment but my my point in bringing that up was back when shopify was like absolutely ripping and at uh, you know twelve hundred, it was yeah. like, oh, I would have loved to have this stock at seven yeah. seven thirty. But now that it's back here, I don't really want it right here. Well, so I am interested. I, mean, so I, I, I think I'm. 
I sound like I'm contradicting myself, but I'm but I'm but I'm not. Right? I I am interested. However, I'm not trying to run jump in front of this train right now. Like so, we just we just gapped down huge. Let's go back to that daily chart. We just gapped down uh, from the high eights to seven hundred thirty dollars in one day. I mean, we could go down to seven. We could get to the sixes. We could. Um, if you're in, if you're trying to get into this thing for a short term trade, then yeah, you can do what you can do whatever you want, right? Like for example, we've got a couple of lows here today on the fifteen minute chart. What's the low of the day? Uh, seven twenty. You could buy this thing from the long side, stop yourself out at seven twenty. Um, but for someone that's like that's a little bit more longer term, um, I'm just I'm willing to wait. I'm willing to wait at a certain point, um, and that point could be determined by price or by time. I will start to nibble on Shopify. Um, I, be it you know, I, I I don't know what what price that is, but. What I'm trying to avoid is a PayPal scenario, right? I'm trying to avoid right the, the, and, and like that, the person who bought PayPal at 1:30 the day after earnings, thinking, "Oh, it's already gone down uh, so much. It, how much more can it go?" Well, it's it's been going down for two weeks in a row. So since then, so I'm just trying to avoid that situation. So Shopify on the watch list, no action item for me yet. Um. What else did we have? Uh, unless you want, you had more to say about that because we we had a lot to discuss here. No, that was just my main point. Was okay. like a lot of times these stocks look really attractive when they're down twenty percent after the earnings, but most of the time they continue to trade lower. So instead of trying to catch that bottom, wait for the bottom and then ride that trend back up. Um, but there are so so we mentioned a couple other stocks that reported that are big that we should talk about, right? Roblox, Upstart, Airbnb. Yeah. But there was another stock. Uh, that reported Spencer that is trading well down that I'm looking at right now interested in is it is it Viacom it is okay I, I we didn't even get to Viacom on pre-market prep this morning um, I also have thoughts on Viacom but I want to hear what you, what you have to say so first uh, here maybe I should read the numbers for you so Viacom earnings out last night so many headlines holy cow uh, adjusted EPS 26 cents uh, versus a 19 cent estimates revenue of uh, 8 billion. What? Oh, 8 billion versus uh, 700 and uh, no. Let's start. Let's try that again. 8 billion versus 7.49 billion uh, on the on the sales estimates. So they they came in above estimates on the EPS and the sales. They're doing the whole rebranding thing, right? Right there. They're changing the name of the company to Paramount Global. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, stock is down 22 percent today. Um, what, what are your thoughts here? So my whole thing why I've been interested in Viacom, like especially since the Archegos blow up, and it's, mm -hmm. and it's actually like, you know, you can see it hasn't been, it hasn't been doing well at all since then, but it, it also didn't continue to like be crashing. Um, Viacom has the rights to the Champions League, which is huge. And I actually... Uh, is, that new? is that new? Champions League? No, like Viacom's rights. I think this year I thought NBC had it, had Champions League. Or is that yeah? I mean, maybe they did. Maybe they don't anymore. Right. I think that's what it is. I think right. Viacom went and got it. But so right. what, anyway. what's, what's really interesting? So illegally streaming sports, right? That's like a big theme oh, out there. It's a, a thing that a lot of people huge, do. It's a huge. Thing. I, I, I'll be I, honest. I do it. I personally, I, do uh, it. I would never, but I have friends that do. You. Get out of here! I'm the one that. Told I just Spen admitted I'm that. I'm the one that told Spencer about this. Site I just admitted that, that. I just admitted. No, wait, no, you didn't. No, I use no. I I only stream, um, football, illegally. 
No, remember, I'm the one that gave you the site that you can use to do the Formula One. Oh, that's true. You did do that. Okay, uh, fine. Yeah, okay. Talk to me, Goose. Yeah, CBS has it. It's Viacom CBS. Um, and so, uh, essentially, out of all the sports that people stream illegally, soccer yeah. is by far the number one worldwide. Yeah. yeah. Viacom and CBS have actually done a very good oh, job. Thank you, guys. They're correcting me that NBC Sports has the EPL. Yeah. Okay, um, sorry. Uh, Viacom, CBS have actually done a very good job of like shutting down the illegal streams of Champions. Really? Like I have like friends that were like texting in a group chat because yesterday uh, Real Madrid played PSG mm-hmm. in a really big match because it was like you know Messi versus Real Madrid and all you know and uh, all my friends were like couldn't find a stream for it and then one of them's like fuck it I just signed up for uh, Paramount Plus <laughs> like free trial like to watch this one game and like that's what they want that's the reason they go out and pay these big deals. Yeah. Um, for these licenses, and there are other catalysts too, but Champions League is is like a very, very big deal. It's like you know having the rights to to the NFL on a worldwide. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, so what's interesting on this Viacom? Uh, let me bring the chart back up here. Is, gosh, it is so strange how Wall Street can just arbitrarily, um, inconsistently assign certain values to different businesses. So Viacom, you know, had the the Archegos blow up last year. It was really no fault of their own that that, that this happened. Um, but they do have this streaming, right? This Paramount Plus streaming, which I think what they said, they have three, what was it? Three million? No, it was more than three million. How, how many paying subs did, did, did they say they have? They said they had... Um, oh, I don't know. I mean, this, this is what's tough, is, right, all these other... Like, right, you have, you have CNN Plus now. All these, like, streaming subscription services. No, no. Yeah, but Paramount Plus, I mean, is is the amount of... But uh, what, I, what, I'm, what I'm saying is... Intellectual is property that they, you have, that, that they you have. You have your, like, premier ones, right? Netflix, uh, Hulu, yeah. Disney Plus, HBO... And once people already have one or two of those, I think the willingness to sign up for another streaming service, like a third or fourth one for Paramount Plus or for um, some of the other okay. smaller, like show t- yeah. uh, stars or whatever, like I, I just know I'm like, oh, I already have Netflix and HBO. I can find something to watch on those two platforms. I'm not going to sign up for a third. Okay, so and that's I, the biggest criticism with all the cord cutting stuff is it's like, yeah, you can add everything up, and once you get all your all the streaming stuff, you it's going to be like fifty six bucks a month, and you're like, well, that's what I would have paid for cable for all this anyway. Yeah, you're right. So anyway, uh, v- but here's what I was going to go with that. Right, Viacom has between Paramount Plus and Showtime. They have 56 million paying subscribers, right? For their those that's those are their two main streaming offerings, right? Showtime, Paramount Plus. Um, that's about half of what Disney Plus has, just for context, right? Disney Plus is I think like 125 ish, and Paramount Plus, Showtime combined are at 56. Paramount Plus is also much newer, um, only in the last year, right? But my point is. Um, if you look at the chart of Disney, and I'm going to pull that up right now, Disney, for whatever reason, and I'm not complaining, it's just an observation, Disney was assigned this massive premium for Disney+, Plus, right? Um, if you've been following the Disney story for years, as I have, you know, in 2016, 2017, 2018, the whole narrative around Disney was that they have a massive ESPN problem. Because ESPN is the most expensive um, channel for as far as cable providers are concerned, and yet they were losing subscribers. 
so but then they come out with Disney Plus, um, and the market just decides that even though we're in a pandemic, even though the parks are closed and no movies are being made or whatever, Disney Plus is is enough to to give this stock a massive premium. So they and you can see it on the chart, right? Because it went from what eighty? How low did it get? Nine uh, eighty something. Then we got to or ninety. We went from ninety to to over uh, to over one ninety in the span of like a uh, a year, right? Yeah. And and some of that was like the whole market bounced back, but some of it was the fact that they had this massive Disney Plus premium and they pulled it forward a lot of subscribers. Now that's come off a lot since then, but Viacom has never gotten that. They have never gotten this juicy, juicy oh, streaming. You have a streaming service, this juicy premium for their for the it, it, it hasn't it hasn't happened, and I don't know why. Well, I'm sure in that run up to its highs when before Arcagos blew up, some of the positive news catalysts were um, about their streaming services. But yeah, I mean, I again, and the Disney thing is crazy because Disney's a massive company. I mean, I don't know what the market cap is off the top of my head, but for to essentially you. double the market cap just for Disney Plus. It, it didn't make sense. It, yeah, but in the time, and I'm, and I'm a Disney bull, and it didn't make sense. In like the in the in the time when Mar when the market two eighty one euphoric two eighty one billion. It's like, oh my god, you have this company Disney. It's huge. They have their parks. They have ESPN. They have all this, and now you have this, which is going to be huge. So it, it took it to like the next level. But yeah, I mean, since come crashing down. But I think Viacom again. Same thing goes for um, Shopify. It will probably most likely continue to trade lower off this. Uh, this bad report, but it is very interesting. And from a value standpoint too, I mean, it's, I mean, uh, Viacom's PE is like down to like seven right now. So I think there is value in Viacom stock. I'm going to just watch it. Um, so here's the question is at, at some point, does the market decide to give Viacom, does the market decide that Paramount plus is, is, is super sexy? Cause if it does, then Viacom's going to 40 to 50, you know, maybe to sixty. If the market, I don't, I don't know if that'll happen. I just, I, it's weird how it hasn't, it hasn't happened to to AT and T who owns HBO Max, right? Well, they're spinning it off now, but um, I just, it, it makes no sense. It's inconsistent. The premium uh, um, assigned to different streaming platforms. It's almost like the market took all, like everyone was looking at Netflix for. You know, six years. Oh, Netflix! It's in. We're we're gonna make an acronym. We're we're gonna call it Fang. We're gonna put Netflix in there. It's the one of the best performing stocks on Wall Street. Oh, did, wait, wait. What was Fang called before Netflix was in there? Dude, no. Okay, so <laughs> come on now. So, um, but then oh oh, in 2020 was around. Oh oh, Disney Plus. Oh, forget you, Netflix. It's it doesn't make sense. So whatever. Oh, shout out to everyone in the comments. Uh, Telling us the other uh, Viacom catalyst, JB, reminding us they spent a lot of money for South Park for the next decade. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's it. He, uh, Riff Raff's also saying Paramount Plus has all the Jackass movies. Okay, so that's got to cause I, I, a couple million people to go sign I, up. I have a couple of those on DVD. Wait, real quick, because Tiny Pie asked you in the chat. I did not get a chance to watch the Carl Icon documentary yet, but I will. It's on HBO Max. If anyone has seen it, um, in the um. Anyone in the chat seen it? Please tell us uh, how it is. Yeah, let me know how it is when you watch it, Spencer. That'll determine if I watch okay, it. Okay, I'm going to watch it this weekend. Okay. Uh, I'm going to watch it, I think. I have a busy weekend, but I, uh, well, we have that extra day. So I'll watch it this weekend. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll... And also this weekend, if you're 
uh, trying to learn more about trading. We have a very exciting boot camp on Saturday. Um, you will be able to see Spencer. I'll be there, hosting. Maybe myself. Wait, I might join. Wait, can, can you drop a link? If, uh, it, it's it's BenzingaBootCamp.com. But I will be hosting our next boot camp this Saturday. BenzingaBootCamp.com. All day, 9 to 5. MD says it was so good. That's referring to our last boot camp. Thank you, MD, for the compliment there. Um, we think it. that's what that was referring to. I mean, I just decided that's what it was referring to. Uh, Josh Pitts said he enjoyed the last boot camp as well. Thank you, Josh Pitts. <laughs> <laughs> so check it out, BenzingaBootCamp.com. Uh, and uh, it'll be on YouTube, uh, and it's, it's free uh, all day, 9 to 5. Check it out. Um, more fun than the Carl Icahn documentary. Um, thank you. Thank you, Tiny Pie. Tiny Pie's got it right there. If you've never been to one, check it out. It's free. It's it's all-day education. I'm going to crash it. I'm going to be in Colorado, but I'm going to join the stream uh, maybe from my phone, maybe from right. on the ski slopes. Okay. Um, wait, Chris J. thought Benzinga staff were professionals. No, I, I, think, I, I, I think he was I, referring to I'm my... Not sure, I'm not sure why he would why he would have thought that. Yeah. What, I do what, apologize. That my. My joke, but it wasn't funny. What, 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 what would have given you the impression that we're, I, we're I professionals over here? Okay. Um, okay. MD says, I, I, I knew it. But Zen Bullish said AB at the improv. I actually went to an improv show over the weekend. You were in, I'm sorry, you were in the show? No, no, I went to one. In Ferndale? In Ferndale. The yeah. improv? I haven't been there since before COVID. Was it good? It was funny. Yeah, I enjoyed I it. Let's go back there. Yeah. They go. have one guy there that uh, like sounded and talked a lot like. Uh, Charlie Day from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and it nice. was really funny because like nice. he every time he was talking, I was, it was I was just like seeing Charlie, and he, he sounded nice. a lot like him. Nice. Um, so if you go and, you, and the same guys there, you'll have to let me know. All right, it's been on my. I mean, yeah, I mean, Chris J again. I'm sorry. Okay, so funny. let's let's bring it back to the uh, the earnings conversation. There's a lot to get to here. Uh, we talked Shopify, we talked Viacom, uh, Roblox. This is not what you want to see but again we're we're in the kind of environment where these kinds of stocks frankly i don't know how you can come if you don't already own them how can you come and buy them here is roblox going to grow probably yeah it's still growing um but you you can't come in and buy these things it's just not the time for that. It's, so, so same this, thing, is an, this is an all-time low. All-time low Roblox Same thing today. with Shopify and the uh, Helene Meitzler's pin tweet uh, of price-changing sentiment. Same thing. When Roblox was running above like 120 I was like, God, I, I wanted to buy this at $80 at the IPO. Like I knew I should have. And now I have a chance to own it at 55 and, you, and I you don't, don't want, want it. To, okay, can I, can I tell you one that's on my shopping list as well? It's not Roblox, but it's Unity. Unity, oh, yeah. Unity is on my list. I Maybe I should just buy it. Um but actually, I should, I should probably just buy it here. Frankly, I I, I think Unity, especially following the uh, like Activision deal, I, I think it makes it like I think any of these companies that are trying to be really into Unity or really into the metaverse, <laughs> purchasing Unity is is something that they can do like like a big player like a Microsoft or so I think it is it's a it's a potential takeover target even if it's not. Um, Unity, I believe, will, will continue to be a strong Wait, stock. So, real quick, what's the market cap of Unity? It's thirty-three billion, and market cap of Roblox is what? Um, Forty-two. Oh, is that as of today or yesterday though? Because that's a it's a big difference. But anyway, Roblox down twenty-four percent today. 
I, I don't know what to say. Frankly. Yeah, the ghost is saying all these charts look the same. Um, they do. That's the point. That's the point. They look identical. Sorry. Fired up about that fact. Um, can we talk about Facebook for a second? Has Facebook stopped going down yet today? <laughs> yes. Bless you. Okay. Oh so, my God. okay. You okay? We got tissues. We got, Here, tissues. We got tissues. All right. Um, Facebook stopped going down, which which is nice. Um, if you guys missed the headline this morning, WSJ reported that Google is doing the same thing that uh, Apple did. Basically, they are. Do you want to move away from the microphone? I'm <laughs> back. See, we're not professionals. We, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We, we blow our nose on this show. Um, uh, no, Tiny Pilot's not what I'm referring to, although that also happened. Um, the, the, the headline was that Google was doing the same thing that Apple did in that they are eliminating uh, cookies and, and they're eliminating the ability to track users across different apps on the Android OS. Um, now, if you are a company that has an app, and that app relies on advertising to generate revenue. This is not good. This is why Facebook is down today. Let's go around the board. This is why Twitter is down today. This is why Snapchat is down today. This is why Match, MTCH, is down today. Um, any app-based, advertising-based company, this is not great for you. Um, so <sighs> Facebook... Again, I, or sorry, Meta, I, I don't really know what else there is to say about it. It's just so, so out of favor here. Uh, it is so wild to think that this was this was one of, if not the best performers of the last decade. And you have now lost, um, what, you've lost two years worth of gains in the last couple of months. On, on Meta, yeah, it's, I, I do really think the stunning. story with Facebook's stock over the past decade is is showing you what strong acquisitions can do for your company. Because the story of Facebook slowing down growth and, and the actual Facebook app itself as a social media platform, kind of uh, coming out of popularity, that's been the case for what three, four, five years. But yeah. it, it was always brushed off by investors. Well, it's because they, they had Instagram, right? Because it's right. okay. Look at Instagram. Look at WhatsApp. You know, whatever. So. This is what happens if you're relying on those strong acquisitions when you run out of those, right? Who's Facebook going to go out and acquire, right? They can't go out and acquire TikTok well, no, or, or Snapchat. No, no, they're not going to acquire. They're going to build the metaverse. That, that, that's that's right. what's where they're going with it. Talk to me, Goose. We had Tom from MySpace in the chat last week, apparently. That's what it said, his name said. I don't know. We have to ask him. But this is, yeah, company at a crossroads here. I, I think there will be like outside of, of right now, of course, you have your big social media uh, players between Snapchat, uh, Facebook, TikTok. I think there will be a new one, but it'll be like completely different than anything we've seen before. I think the next big social media platform will have to be one that who knows, maybe it, maybe it's metaverse related. Wait, or well, maybe the problem is they don't they have to build it first. Robert. Why would they have to withdraw their revenues? Like, do you mean like you mean restate, or do you mean like just keep shrinking? Um, I haven't heard anything about Facebook having to restate their revenues. Wait, who was it that had to come out and re? 
re-give guidance? No, it it was Uber, but they, they didn't. They, they gave guidance the day after their earnings report on their investor day. But um, um, so yeah, I don't know. I I really I don't want to own Facebook. I I do, and this is like the one downside of indexing and owning index funds is you kind of you're stuck owning the shit with the good stuff sometimes and i if i could if you if you're a high net worth individual and you ha- and you have your money at a firm uh at an advisory firm and you can do direct indexing then you can you can delete facebook from your portfolio you can go in and say hey i want to own the spy without owning facebook you can do that but for the rest of us normies there is no way to direct index right now so I'm stuck owning Facebook with the everything else in the S&P 500. Um, so that's great for me, but whatever. Um, so I just someone had a comment in the chat. Oh, someone asked if we thought the the uh, Fed minutes. Yeah, Brian asked if we thought the Fed minutes are priced in. Well, I said earlier, I, I don't think we're going to get any new news. And if that's the case, then yes, I think it's already priced in. I, I think you will see a move off the minutes you know if you if you look at spy on, on a short enough look how quiet we are wait you, you can actually tell there let me zoom way in here you can actually tell how this is probably a clue that the, that i'm wrong when i said that the market is not really gonna move too much on on these minutes this is a clue that i'm wrong here because look at the size of the candles on the spy the daily candles here for the past whatever couple weeks couple months and look at the size of today's candle we are it, it, the the the, we, the wicks are one thing, but the body is so small, right? That's a sign that the market is just everyone is sort of nervous and waiting for two p.m. There's just all the catalysts right now. It's also up in the air, right? We get like a, a a really strong some strong economic data. I saw data coming out today that retail numbers bounce back. Retail sales were huge. Yeah, retail sales were huge. And then like jobs are huge. And then there'll be like a, a big miss or inflation's way higher than expected. And it's like I, I think there's just so much uncertainty that everyone's waiting for what they know is going to be. <laughs> Wait, Tom. Tom just showed up out of the blue. I swear I didn't speak of the devil. I had nothing to do with that. Tom, um, what's the deal, man? I mean, can we get a new platform? Can, can we call it like MySpace Two? I think people are just sick of like the social media, um, yeah. like environment. Like, I think the the next big social media uh, platform will be one that like somehow encourages like real life interaction. You mean like the metaverse? No, because the metaverse is like the opposite of real life interaction. Oh. It's like mimicking real life interaction. Oh. You know, I don't All know. Right. Like, well, do you remember the company called Foursquare? Yeah, remember that. The whole thing there was you can check in, and and tell people where you are, and then they would come and find you where you were. Yeah, I don't right? know. That seems kind of like, creepy, like, but like, something like that. You know, something where like it, it, it you use the technology to like truly because I think the the biggest problem was social media and like. Uh, we had that big documentary on Netflix, the the social dilemma and all yeah. that. Like the biggest problem with it is it actually like the, the whole purpose of it is to connect with people, and yeah. through it, because we've we've gone too overboard, it's like inhibiting connections with people. So I think the next one will have to try to get back to that core purpose of, of truly, uh, you know. <laughs> Wait, you you, you want to hear a quick story, and this just go, gets at like the. The change in sentiment in the last half decade or so with regards to like privacy and consumer data. So Foursquare spoke at our fintech awards um, 
I, this is like in 2015 or 2000. I think it was 2016. It was like spring of 2016, and uh, at the time that you know Foursquare was was, was a pretty hot company, and one of the the main uh, selling points and one of the things that at the time was still relatively new was the idea of like having user data, right, and being able to monetize user data um, in a way, and that was like. That was a that was a a stated fact, and that was that that was an argument to be bullish. Any company like like Facebook, for example, that 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 has just all mining. this user data yeah. that can just mine them for insights or whatever. I will say, and I, and I remember hearing that, and I thought, wow, that's like really because that and that was the bull case. But now, now that was six years ago. Now you would never hear a company say. Oh yeah, we've got user data and we're gonna like mine that. You never hear a company say that now. I don't have any like studies or numbers to to back this up. Yep. <laughs> Which is always like the, the way you want to preface a oh, yeah. a thesis or statement. But if I had to guess, yeah. For when like Apple now poses you the question like, do you mind sharing your data or cookies? I would guess that on the younger end, people are more willing to say yes, they don't mind. Like when I see that, like I don't care. Like I know they're not like, like I don't. I know it's not probably great, like, what they're doing with my data and stuff. But, like, I don't have this in my idea. Like, oh, Wait. my God, if Google or Apple gets my data, like, the boogeyman's going to, like, come after me. So, like, I never care, really, if, like, I accept cookies. Okay, like, I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you. Like how often do you accept? Because I accept a lot. I'll I do, honest. too. That's okay. what I'm saying. I think on the younger end of the spectrum, people are more willing to, like, because they don't see technology in these companies as in the way that it's, like, whereas I, maybe I on the know. older end of the spectrum, people are, like, oh, hell yeah, now app, I can block my stuff. And they're, like, yeah, you know, I want to be as private as possible. Yeah. So if that's the case and it's, like, socially, like, young people don't mind sharing it, then I don't know how much these, like, new privacy things are going to end up mattering down the road. No, I, I frankly, I, I, res I just respect that they asked my permission. You're right. It's you giving me the option. Sure, you can have it. Like, I did, I did like, I did 23 and me and some people are like, why would you ever, like, send your DNA? Because it's like, uh, no, that's I know. A different, I don't know. That's a different Okay, thing. you disagree with me on I that. But I know they're not, like, sitting in a lab, like, oh, here's Aaron Bree's DNA. It's just, like, even if they do use my data, it's in a way, like, oh, here's another person with X, Y, and Z. You know, it's like, it's like a nameless, faceless Look, yeah. thing. They're just using metadata. But. If you're gonna track me, at least tell me. <laughs> at least tell me you're gonna do it. Yeah. So sometimes I do, I do reject them, but more often than not, I'm on your site for a reason. Get this pop up out of my face, okay? Get this cookie pop up out of my, whenever I gotta click to get the pop up to go away. If, if I gotta accept it, fine. Get out of my face. Ooh, master stop. Maybe that's why I get so many uh, like <laughs> spam calls. It could be. Although shout out Apple, and that would like now it just says like spam likely, and I just don't even yes. have to look at Will, it. Will Alton, I'm the same way as Will. Get that get that pop up out of my face so I can proceed to why I'm here in the first place. Yeah. And sure, I'll accept it. Um, See, I would sign up for like a website service that was like you just permanently accept all cookies. No one will ever ask you again. Dude, that's how like you, that's how that's how we just went went back from that. I know the opposite. I want the opposite of the privacy. I want to never uh, be bothered with it again. You can just have everything. You can know everything about me. Um, uh, maybe. Uh, hey, did anyone see that? Did you watch the Tinder swindler yet? I have not, but I heard right. it was good. I watched it. I watched it the other night, um, and it made me so, so, so angry. It was hard for me to get through the whole thing, honestly. There are just some really gullible people out there. It made me so angry, there the whole thing. There are just some thing. really gullible, gullible. It just pissed me off. And the worst part of it was I was, like, making judgments during the thing. And, How dare you. And they get to a point in the thing, in the documentary, when they're talking about what happened after the story went viral the first time. And 
they showed like the comments people were, were making and i had made those comments like a half hour previously so i felt pretty guilty oh, yeah. tiny buy brings up a good point too like you're gonna get served an ad no matter what i'd rather get served like an ad for like golf clubs or like something that i know i'm actually gonna like rather than yeah you know whatever like something random all right so here's the deal we have our first guest here right now so let's move off this conversation we got back-to-back -back guests coming up so let's bring on our first guest here kevin ryan the uh cfo of better.com can you give him the special intro aaron let's do it all right let's bring on kevin <laughs> Kevin, welcome to Benzinga Live. Thank you for having me. Thanks, guys. We got to put on our headphones so we can actually hear him talking to us. All right. Uh, hope you're having a good day. Let's start with this. Um, you guys are merging with um, the SPAC. You guys announced that last uh, spring now. Um, and the last I had heard, the, the merger, it was still in process. Can you give us an update on the, on the timeline for that? Sure, sure. So uh, you are correct. We announced that deal in May of 2021. Last week, uh, you'll uh, you can go check. We filed um, our revised S4 with the SEC last week. We're expecting comments. You know, you can never control the SEC process. They're kind of backed up and busy. We're expecting comments in the next couple of weeks, and it is our expectation. That will probably be completed in late spring, early summer. We have to get our audit okay. done, uh, and we will get that done, and then Ooh. we'll be able to get effective. We we uh, oh, never mind. I was going to say something, but never mind. <laughs> uh, so uh, tell tell us the what what is the bull case here, right? Explain to like, better.com, Obviously, we know what you guys do. You guys do loans, but like, what is the bull case? Yeah, I think the bull case is relatively straightforward. I'd say. Look, there are people look out right now at the home ownership industry, the mortgage industry in particular, and a lot of people see clouds. We see emerging sun. Yeah, interest rates are going up, right? Inflation's at a 40-year high. None of us have actually lived through this in our careers at this point. But that being said, the bull case is clear. The company has a tremendous amount of capital, thanks to the SPAC and the way we've managed the balance sheet. We've got a mission to actually take what's an antiquated um, analog industry and digitize it. And this is something that's been happening throughout consumer industries over the last 10 years and is really just getting started in home ownership. So we've got a, you know, a mission to make home ownership more accessible for all, truly fulfill the American dream, a vision around digitization that we think the winners over time are gonna be digitally native companies. And we've got the capital to go run that play. So we look at everything in five to 10 year timelines at better. And we feel like the total addressable market we're operating in is over a trillion dollars a year in, in, in fee pools. And we did a billion to a revenue last year and only at a million, you know, 1.5% market share. So, so it is a really big space and a space that's ripe for disruption. And so you don't even have to win. You just got to keep improving on yourself and you will grow the business over time. What, where are like, what are the source of, of your loans? Is it, is it, is it mortgages? Is it refis? Cause we, we, we work in the same building as the, as Quicken loans and they refied like half the country in the last couple of years. Correct. So they were the market leader in refi in 2021 
we were uh, uh, we were roughly 70 we were 73 percent refi 27 percent purchase i will tell you we're running much higher purchase now we set out in 2019 to fully automate and digitize the refi process right the refi process is more simple than the purchase process so you click one click we can get you you know we can get you approved in as little as three minutes we can get you a rate in you know less than an hour it's all very very straightforward at better and so we are doing that in refi and we've been migrating that to purchase and our purchase business has grown 3x 3x over the last couple of years i mean this company's grown revenue 200 and you know over 250 percent over the last three years and we are migrating everything we built in refi to purchase as we speak yeah, so, but, I'm sorry, go ahead. What does that tell you that more people are uh, purchasing new mortgages uh, versus like refinancing existing ones? Yeah, I think the overall market in 2022 will be smaller. The overall mortgage market will be smaller in 2022 than 2021. Um, we will take, you know, we, we've consistently taken market share. We've grown market share just dramatically over the last couple of years. Uh, I think the purchase market, we expect to continue to be strong, although with rising rates, maybe a little softer than last year and the refi market to be down. Look, there's a housing shortage in the United States and we want to play our part to help deal with it. Um, And there's been massive inflation in all parts of the economy and housing's no different. I think there was, you know, roughly 13 percent. House, house price appreciation 2021 year over year. I was looking at some industry data recently. So, you know, we still think that that market needs to find equilibrium and, and we've got a big role to play in that. I'm just curious. So like what what separates better? Because it, it is a crowded space um, mm-hmm. and you, you've got Quicken, you've got United Wholesale, you got other fintech providers out there. What exactly is your edge? Uh, for I mean, for years, I'm just thinking about like Dan Gilbert. For years, he has said that like what makes them the best is it's their customer service, right? That's their edge. Like, like what 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 gives you the edge? We've got proprietary software that we've built for ourselves end to end. We're not relying on third party software that lowers our fulfillment costs. Therefore, we are consistently the lowest rate. If you go look at Quicken's rates online and compare them to our rates, nine out of 10 times, we're going to have a lower rate. We have consistently lower rates of the customer because we think we can manufacture loans cheaper because of our technology. And ultimately, all a mortgage is is a commodity. Money is a commodity. If you ever deposit at one bank and somebody has a deposit at another bank, is there really a big difference between your deposits? So we feel like ultimately at the end of the day, we need to inform customers that the transaction you're engaging in is actually a commodity and we want to deflate the industry. We actually want to make it less expensive to build and pass that through to the customers. And if you can save customers time and money and we we can get you pre-approved in three minutes, we can save you time and money. You're the ultimate winner. The most transformational companies over the last 10 years have saved people time and money. Real doesn't people. that doesn't that just mean you're in a never-ending race to zero as far as like fees are concerned? Oh, and that oh, not quite. If you look at what's happened in retail brokerage and some other industries, look at Robinhood. I mean, look at places where fees have gone, trading commissions and stocks have gone down and down and down. If you can fulfill, if you can, we're trying to now surface bits beyond the mortgage 
you know, just beyond mortgage, we've got a real estate business. We have a homeowner's insurance business. We have a title insurance business. So just the appendages around the mortgage and delivering a full, fully integrated experience, which is what we're setting out to do. There's plenty of revenue and plenty of growth opportunity for us. And, you know, rather than paying real estate brokers 3% commissions and mortgage brokers a 1% commission uh, to go find you the best rate, we think yeah. we can put all of that in one place and really break down the industry and save consumers time and money. And that will be the ultimate winner as you can see in consumers time and money. Uh, going back to that that filing uh, that 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 we both mentioned, I think it was out a, a couple of days ago. I don't I don't remember anymore. But uh, you you guys acknowledged in the filing that yeah, like we've been in the news a lot lately, and that new the news has had a negative impact on our business. I'm referring to December when you guys you know laid off 900 people and the CEO mm -hmm. took took a leave. You were actually the the CEO for 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 a minute there. How how has that impacted your business? You know, it uh, look, it's definitely had a short term impact, no doubt about it. Um, and it's unfortunate. I'd say the, the layoffs we had to do were really a function of a company, right? A company that grew from about 1,500 employees at December 31st, 2019, to over 10,000 in November. And so, as difficult as they were and bluntly as poorly executed as they were. So, um, and I think we've taken our lumps for that. And Vishal, our founder and CEO has taken his lumps for that. Um, we're, we're not, we're not naive about that. Uh, we're necessary in a declining refi market back to your earlier question. And so it definitely has had a short term impact, but we've got a deep bench. We hired a really experienced chief growth officer that's coming in, you know, 20 plus years experience in digital marketing is joining us on Tuesday. So we're strengthening the bench um, around our founder. Uh, we're out looking for a chair of the board uh, that will be an independent chair of the board of directors and we're a public company. So I think we're taking the governance steps necessary to be public and, and hopefully put that chapter behind us. You know, rapid growth companies experience growing pains and we, that played out for us in kind of real time and on YouTube. And it's a bummer, but you've got to put your head down and keep working for your customers. So, so Kevin, we saw uh, during the COVID pandemic, right? A huge, influx of new home buyers, right? The uh, real estate market just kind of went crazy. Do you foresee, I mean, if, if the Fed continues, you know, or raises rates like they're planning to, do you see anything in the near term or, or long term future that you think would be the next catalyst uh, for driving a new swath of first time home buyers? I, I, th I think it's affordability. So I was looking at some data that for your average American, Right. We're an average American company. Our average loan size is three hundred and thirty thousand dollars. OK, that we, we, we are trying to democratize this process for, you know, middle class home buyers. Um, housing price affordability is not is, is as low as it's been since 2007. And you know, 95% of the loans we make go into the government entities, the GSEs, right? So we're not doing like this, these pre-crisis style loans. I'd say if you get some moderation in home price increases, 
and you get more actually homes built in this country, you're going to see people that really still have pent up demand emerge where they just couldn't afford because in certain markets, home prices have gone up 30, 40 percent. I think on average in 2021, it was, you know, 13, 14 percent. We see that as a big secular, not cyclical, but secular impetus towards home ownership. The American dream is still intact. So, so, so basically, just supply catching up with demand. You know, so if supply we see catch that- up with demand in the purchase market, and remember, we have a real estate business as well, and there's no real estate agents involved in refi. Refi is going to be down for a couple of years. Refi is going to be down for a couple of years, and we think we built the killer refi product, and now we're just going to go prove that we can do it and purchase. But refi will be down for a couple of years. Rates are rates are definitively going up. Kevin, there's a great question from Andy in our chat here, and he, mm-hmm. I, he, it's actually a good good moment for some education here. He asks, isn't your rate based on the federal fund rate, right? How and, and so that's a good question. Can you explain how the Fed funds rate influences mortgage rates? Yeah, it is the rate, it is the rates of rural rates. Yeah, it's less Fed funds, but it's a good point. Okay. We're, dri- okay. we're driven by mortgage-backed security pricing, government-guaranteed, it's not quite government, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, guaranteed sure. mortgage rates, which are a function of the 10-year treasury. You know, it correlates relatively high to the 10-year treasury. It's not a one correlation, but it's a relatively high correlation. And 10-year treasury is north of 2%. I mean, what you're seeing in the marketplace now is the curve is actually flattening a bit as the Fed is going to raise short-term rates. Long-term rates have not gone up as much, but long-term rates are up sufficiently that refi has gone down. But remember, you don't have to be better than you were six months ago. You just have to, your rate doesn't have to be better than it was six months ago. It just has to be better than everybody else's rate. And that customer of high intention, we have a million website visitors a month on average in 2021. They're not coming to better to browse Okay, to see, oh, what's out there. These people have high intention and we're we're doing on average 12,000 loans a month with those people. So we've got a big opportunity just to convert the customers that come. And so you'll see some volume traffic decline. If you look at Google Trends on people searching for mortgages, it's definitely down. But you just have to be better than the competition and you have to embrace the cyclicality and have enough capital to always operate throughout the cyclicality and stay in your five to 10 year plan and not get too caught up in the short term. And that's what we're going to do. All right. Uh, better uh, CFO, Kevin Ryan. Uh, thank you for coming on Benzinga Live today and uh, good luck going forward. I mean, we, we know from our own experience that. Growing companies is never a linear path. It's always full of ups and downs. So um, looking forward to uh, seeing this merger come through, hopefully in the coming months, and looking forward to tracking your progress. Thanks a lot for coming on today. Super. Thank you for having us on, guys. Thank you very right. much. Um, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to Have cut, a great cut, rest cut, of your day, cut him off there. We're we going to bring on our next guest in one second. Um, obviously, I wanted to have better on the show because um, they they went viral a few months ago, right? Uh, it, not or not very good press, right? Uh, and everyone just sort of piled on them. What they did was obviously not not great, and ex- as Kevin said, executed very poorly. But, like, I'm not just interested in just, like, piling on for the sake of piling on, right? I mean... Um, I think it's admirable to see, like, Kevin uh, speak candidly to that and, like, own it and admit, like, okay, this was something that was uh, necessary, but uh, not 
not executed properly or not executed very well. Wait, wait, you guys don't like tissues up here? I don't know. What's, what's, what's going someone, on? Someone, someone had sent me a message that said, get the tissues off the desk. All right. Um, but yeah, I, I mean. No, the used ones, Aaron. Come on, man. Oh. Jeez. <laughs> what a disaster. Okay. This show is it. Someone I said. Seized. So who, what? Who I said seized. that? Who said that we were professional on this show? Come on, we are definitely not. Um, and, and, and the other thing I appreciated from Kevin was he was candid too about like the the refi business probably going to be slowing down the next couple of years. Like I'd always rather have executives of companies, whether yeah. I'm interested in investing in them or currently shareholders, like be candid about those uh, growing pains about you know some of these things. And like you said, Spencer, anytime you're growing a company, especially at a fast pace. There, yeah. There's going to be some bumps in the road, so yeah. although that was pretty crappy, what they did to lay off 900 people right before Christmas, but um, yeah, but I mean, business is business, and I mean, a lot of companies have had to lay people off. There's probably never a great time for it, but uh, uh, right before Christmas, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, you get to go into the holidays knowing you get some more time to spend with your family. Oh, that's that's this. There's that spin right there. We should have asked Kevin if he thinks the adage of uh, "all all press is good." Damn press it! Is, Why didn't we think of that? Is, we should is, have. Is true. <laughs> All right, uh, Shelly, yes, I am hosting the boot camp on Saturday. You're stuck with me all day. (laughs) Let's bring on our next guest here. Uh, We're going from one company that is in the SPAC process that is not uh, complete yet, so there's really no trade there, to uh, a stock that has been uh, highly, highly volatile these past couple of weeks since their IPO. I'm talking about Nightscope, of course. Ticker KSCP. We have their chairman and CEO, William Santana Lee, on right now. Um, I'm going to play the special intro. I know it's loud. Everyone, cover your ears for a second. How are we doing, sir? I'm all right, Spencer. How are you guys doing? All right. We, whoa. We, I'm hearing some reverb on your end. I'm, it might be the room you're in, though. So I don't know how much they, how much I they can the, fix that. Does your internet is your internet working though? That's what I'm mostly concerned about. It is now. I'm at the clubhouse. <laughs> okay. So hopefully okay. that's all right. Okay. Um, first off, I mean, congrats on the IPO. We we had you on just before that. You guys were doing the, the, the reggae offering into the IPO, um, and then. Uh, you took some time off. Congre- I mean, congratulations. I-, I wasn't sure whether you were going to come back, though, but I- you did. So <laughs> didn't happen, Spencer. I-, I tried to take some time off. It didn't work. Oh. Like, I took one okay. weekend off is what ended up actually happening. So uh, okay. uh, reality, so, didn't, uh, reality hit. <laughs> explain to us, William, uh, do you have any insight as to what what is going on here? Why your stock has I mean, it trades huge volume. It traded 69 million shares on Monday. It's traded uh, 23 million shares today. It's, it's become a it's become a social media stock, frankly. Well, I, I mean, let's put things in context. Um, do you really think, Spencer, that criminals and murders and rapists and terrorists are sitting around uh, Bloomberg Terminal looking at CNN? Well. I I wouldn't presume, but no, probably not. <laughs> Stock's going to go down. We need to focus on the actual mission, which is better securing the, the country. Um, yeah, sure, there's interest in what we're doing. You've got a combination of autonomous technology, robotics, AI, and electric vehicles. We're literally at the cross-section of that. And the entire nation's imagining public safety 
based some interest, but we're focused on the business. And, you know, over the long short term, things, of course, are going to be volatile over the long term, mostly. Things. Right. I, I know. I, but like, I guess, like, just from um, uh, from from a virality standpoint, like, would you prefer obviously that? Like, yes, you're focused on the long term. But would you prefer something like this where your stock is trending every single day versus, you know, you, you guys IPO and everyone just kind of like forgets about it? I think this is a better alternative, right? Uh-oh. I'll look at it. We, we need the perspective on uh, physical security. So you're going to need the whole nation focused on it. So I'd rather have a lot of attention on what we're doing as opposed to, you know, a, a, a sleepy, a sleepy story, which is this, this is obviously not. Yeah. And then I'm just wondering, just from your perspective, as the CEO of this company, from a, just a corporate governance perspective, I mean, do, does having a stock that's like on trending every single day, like I said, does that like does that change your 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 job at all? Does that change your day to day at all? I mean, you, you obviously can't control. No one can control their own stock. Obviously, if you could control it, you would, I, I bet. But you can't. Um, so. But but still though, does it impact your your day to day at all? The fact that you have, you know, this 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 virality. No, I mean we we have the most cash on hand that we've had in the history of the company. We're focused on recruiting, uh, focused on our clients. The stock price doesn't affect the amount of money in the treasury or the employees or our clients or the technology, and that's kind of where me and the entire team are, are really focused. Um, of course, we care very deeply about our investors that, you know, got us here. Uh, but as we've trademarked uh, and we've been pretty clear about it, long night scope short the criminals. And what that really means right. is, you know, I've asked for people to look at the long term and place a bet against the criminals. Um, and I'm going to be, you know, consistent on the same message, Spencer. And I'm kind of not interested in the day to day dynamics of, you know, what goes up and goes down. It's simple. It's supply and demand true. for the shares. Right. For every buyer, there is a seller. You know, what's interesting to me here is, you, I, um, you know, as far as as far as your path to to the public markets, it was relatively unique, right? You you did the reggae offering into the IPO and you're obviously not the first person, the first company to do that. But to my knowledge, you may, you're maybe are one of the largest and one of the most prominent to do so. Um, do you think like the, your success here, your success in in in, in the reggae uh, raise and the IPO? Uh, and the subsequent few weeks, do you think that w like would encourage more people to do what you did? I hope so. I, I, I think in a lot of cases, founders don't spend enough time at, to find the right kind of capital for what they're doing. In some cases, the traditional path because it's a good company to capital fit. A lot of that you can better control have a uh, audience. All right, you, you broke up there for a minute, but but I, I think I gathered what, what you were saying. Um, William, I saw this tweet from you guys. I'm gonna get rid morning. of these and see if. All right, maybe if that does a trick. I saw a tweet this morning uh, that y'all were, what, what is this? You're playing around with a 360 degree camera and you're going on a, you're, you're going on a road show. Oh, you just did a road show. You're going on another one? Oh, 
and we lost him. Wait, wait, you're on mute, William. William, uh, I think check the mute button on, yeah. on your. Uh, yeah, Rico. I'm good. I'm good. The Robot Road Show. So remember yeah. this crazy pod? Uh, and it's a chance for uh, prospective clients, you know, some investors, uh, kids and the like to kind of see the robots in, in, in real life and not be kind of zooming all day long. Can we get a road? Are you coming to Michigan? Are you guys, can we get some uh, a stop on that road show? Just to track you down, Spencer, we're going to put that pod right in front of your doorstep. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> yeah, no, actually, I, didn't, I didn't say um, that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Uh, so uh, springtime, we should be heading, I think, back to D.C. for a little bit. Uh, we'll be spending some good amount of time in, in Chicago and, and definitely we'll make a stop over in, in Michigan. Excellent. So it'd be cool yeah, to so see you, actually. We can get you in the no, pod. Yeah, I, I don't even know what that means. I'll be honest with you, but but I'm into oh, it. Whatever. Oh, uh, go to nightscope.com. Hit the roadshow button. Go to nightscope.com. No, I did. I'm, I'm there. The I'm, I, it's on my it's on my screen. It's on my screen. I'm there right now. Does that mean I? Okay, okay, fair, fair, fair enough, fair enough. Um, uh, I guess like uh, I, I'm just curious. In in the last what in the last month or so, um. Has your, well, I guess you IPO'd on the 27th. So it's been, yeah, it's been about three weeks now. Um, that was a, that was a stressful process. I, you know, I interviewed you a week before that, that IPO you, you, you uh, were, it looked like you were, um, you know, pedal to the metal and everything uh, pointing to, to that IPO day. Now that that is past you um, and you can sort of look, move ahead to other things here. What, what, where is your focus these days? Clients, clients, clients. We need to focus on uh, getting the word out to additional uh, prospective uh, potential revenue streams, uh, plus working on improving and adding more capabilities to the technology and, and recruiting, frankly. We're spending a lot of time, uh, you know, growing the team. And that was the whole premise of, of the offering uh, to grow the company. And that's what we're following through on. Um, so excited about that. Obviously, there's all the transitions uh, from going from a I guess semi-private company to a, a full-on uh, public company that we're working through, um, but uh, excited that we have an awesome uh, board of directors now, and uh, really focused on on, on growth, uh, steady and methodical growth. Um, um, as I mentioned to you before, we're not the hockey stick people. Yeah, um, someone in the chat, I forget who asked. Uh, oh yeah, Edward asked about coming to Boston. Edward, I put the link in the chat to the tweet with the link to the roadshow in the tweet so check that out i think you can i think you can you can apply to to, to host a roadshow uh, yeah you, you can uh you can come and visit um and you can get a live demo but for a lot of our uh awesome investors they've also hosted uh locations so if you want the pod to be in your city uh to get the mayor and the chief of police and the sheriff and uh, the local community come and see um, you know, we're happy to pick up the tab to, to get there. We just need a, a location so you can actually uh, sign up to host a, a roadshow uh, landing uh, near you uh, at uh, nightscope.com. Awesome. Um, all right. William Santana Lee, uh, you know, the chairman and the CEO of Nightscope. Um, I guess before I let you go, one question I, I just am curious about is, like, has your life changed yeah. at all in the past couple of weeks? 
Um, I want to say I have like a big weight off my shoulders. Like it was one of my goals. I wanted to, to, to list the company. Um, but at the same time, it's the same blocking and and tackling. I'm kind of really excited to really focus on, on, on the business and, and follow through on what we had uh, told our investors that we would be doing. Um, but overall, uh, Kind of uh, the same thing. Kind of excited about what we're doing. I, I love and going to spend hopefully the next, you know, uh, one, two or three decades fulfilling our mission to see if we can make the U.S. the safest country in the world. All right, William, it's a pleasure to chat as always. Thanks for coming on Benzinga Live today. Good to see you and hopefully we'll see you in spring. Hopefully. Uh, and, and yeah, uh, short spectrum Internet uh, for that. Thanks a lot, guys. But no, in all seriousness, uh, great to have William on. We're powered through uh, a a not ideal internet connection. And just to be clear, that w- that was not that was not his house. I think that was a that was not his house. I, th- I think I don't actually know, but whatever. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, it is twelve forty three. We're gonna have Nick Shaheen from the Benzinga Options. Uh, uh, inner circle on at one o'clock today. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, that was, that was, that was a clubhouse he was in. So, all right. Um, wait, someone said I was, how was I rude? Someone said I was rude in the chat. How was I rude? I don't, I don't feel like I was rude. I mean, I'm all for feedback. Yeah, you, I don't think I was, there. I don't think I was rude though. And I don't know what I said. That was rude. Whatever. Um, AB, What's up, man? Yo, yo. Yo, yo. Um, by the way, somebody – I got to not read the chat when I'm doing interviews because someone someone said it. it's a it's – a, uh, um, what was it? They, they called it a, a Roomba with a with a stun gun. Yeah. Dude. Does it actually have a stun gun? No. Uh. No, it doesn't. But that, <laughs> it just made me laugh, honestly. That's not what it is, but but just the visual of that. Just, just made me laugh. All right. Um, okay, Th- Thrifty, you've been very patient. So you asked about Palantir at the top of the show. So let's bring up the chart of Palantir right now. That's not what Palantir is. This is Palantir. Yuck. PLTR. Okay. Um, I have traded this in the past. I do not own it currently. I mean, this, this chart is just so gross. Well, actually, if you zoom in on the past, like, two weeks, it doesn't look too bad. I'm glad you, you noticed that, too. So here's what I was saying, Palantir. Uh, first off, if you are looking for someone else to tell you where this, where a stock, any stock is going, then you are probably doomed to fail. Okay, that's the first things first. Okay, neither myself nor Aaron nor anyone can tell you where this or any other stock is going to go. Um, all we can do is give you our take on the business if we have one. And give you our take on the chart. Well, here's 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 what I'll say too. In, yeah. in addition to that, you have, or at least for myself, and I can only speak for myself. I have stocks and companies in like two categories in my head, right? I yeah. have companies and stocks that I will trade, which is where Palantir falls, and then stocks and companies that like I want to invest in. That I love the business model. I love what the company is doing. I think they have strong management. I think this company has what it takes to you know. Um, double, triple, or 10x over five, 10 years. Yeah. I, I mean, not only do I not even really know exactly what Palantir does, what I do know I don't about think it. I anyone knows what Palantir is. I don't love it. It's like, it's like GPS track. It's like, it's like this stuff. 
sure, I'll trade Palantir. If I see the chart setting up and I think, yeah. okay, it's going to go from 14 to 16 and I want to take that 20% or whatever it is, that's, that's one thing. Am I going to go invest in Palantir? Uh, when you don't even know what the, what the no, business is? I don't want, no, I don't want to. Um, and, it's, and it's one of those companies that's so... Uh, it, it's priced on like what they're gonna do so far down the future, right? People people are buying it at twenty five dollars a share because yeah. they analyze data. That's it. I think that's right. Don't know what that means. Yeah, though. no, I mean they they do something with like GPS track. I mean I don't know. And then you have Peter Thiel, who like I don't I, I don't know. I mean yeah, no, okay. So anyway, um, that was just my point. It's Aaron like, Aaron brings up a really good point. It's worth have it's worth having different um buckets. It's uh, what's the what's the term? I, what's the word I want to say here? Uh, compartmentalizing. You compartmentalize certain stocks. Right. This is a stock I would love to trade. This is a stock I want to buy and never ever look at it again and give it to my grandkids. Right. This is probably more of the former. Um, as Aaron also pointed out earlier uh, when we brought this chart up, frankly, the fact that you stopped going down is a great sign. Not every growthy tech name looks like this right now. Looking at talking about you, Facebook, and and Shopify and PayPal and Square. No, actually, I think Square has stopped going down. Uh, the, the point is, Palantir is a growth tech name, but it has stopped going down for the moment. So if you're not in this thing, and you want to get in, you have a very clear setup, right? Let's go to a weekly chart. You have a very clear uh, support area. Where you can stop yourself out if you want to buy it now, and you throw a stop order out at what? What do you want to say? Uh, Eleven seventy-five, which is your low from uh, January twenty, the week of the twenty-fourth. Or let's go back to the daily. You could say, yeah, throw a stop out here, a low there of eleven eighty-nine, a low there of eleven seventy-five. Yeah, you want to buy it now and stop yourself out at eleven seventy or something like that. Go for it. You're risking two dollars, right? That's not the worst setup. Long term, who the heck knows? I honestly, I, 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 I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, for a trade, there are worse charts than this. If you're already in this thing and you're underwater and you and you want to know when it's going to go back to forty, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say you probably need like Palantir is not going to go to forty by itself. It's probably going to move with the rest of the growth tech trade. Right, so I'm looking at Arc as my bogey for that ARKK. You know what? Just for fun, let's let's compare. Let's overlay Palantir on ARKK. Ah, it's not a great overlay because Arc is so yeah. I know, I I know you're gonna say correlation, causation, whatever, but like, no, there are relationships on Wall Street. Stocks don't trade by themselves. They very, very, very rarely trade in a vacuum. They all trade in relation to one another, right? Uh, Arc is like my bogey for like growth tech. As Arc goes, I just assume that every growthy tech stock goes with it. So if Arc turns, yeah, Palantir could certainly turn with it. But I don't know when, when or if that's going to happen. I really don't. That's my Palantir take. Um, going back to something we were discussing a, a, a couple minutes before our guests hopped on. Um, yep. Going back to Viacom CBS, I didn't even mention this. Mm -hmm. I do think Viacom CBS at some point becomes a, a takeover target. 
from from a company People like have Netflix. Speculated that for because, so okay, long. Okay, so hear me out. Netflix is trying to get into live sports. They've said this, and they they know how much like bringing live sports to the platform would mean. CBS would be a great way to do that. I mean, CBS has some good good rights in in terms of sports. It would be so weird if in a few years, like um, CBS and Fox and NBC, well, not NBC, well, maybe, or like ABC, if they're all owned by streaming platforms, wouldn't that be so freaking weird? Like Fox, Fox just spun off um, almost all of their assets, right? They sold it to, to they sold some stuff to, um sinclair they sold some stuff to disney fox like as a company like fox all that really is is their is their news and their sports properties right fox the the network right fox news fox business um they basically went all in on live sports and news it would be so weird to see like somebody come in and buy like fox and a cbs and and um I don't know. Disney already owns ABC, and Comcast already owns NBC. So, I don't know if anyone. Shelley's asking how long before the Fed minutes. An hour and ten minutes. So, uh, seventy minutes from now. Uh, math checks out. Nine minutes though until Nick Shaheen comes on. Talk options. Sa- save your uh, save your your options questions for Nick though, because um, he knows things. Hey, uh, if you're in our ch- in our chat and you see like weird emojis. Uh, like there's an emoji of Aaron and there's an emoji of me. That's because uh, people who are using those sign up for our new YouTube membership on Benzinga. Uh, we launched it without telling anybody last week. And four bucks a month gives you access to weird emojis of Aaron, myself, Luke, and Mitch. And we're going to be adding more stuff, more perks, more benefits, more tiers in the coming days and weeks. But if you want to check it out, go to YouTube.com slash Benzinga. There's that little join button. You click on that button, and uh, there you can go. You get, 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 a, get a little emoji of me if you want. Um, or not. I, either way, whatever. Um, I'm not really a good salesperson, as you can tell. That's why I'm doing this. I'm not, not in sales. Here's what I'll say. Yeah. It's four bucks a month. Is it something that's going to change your life? Probably not. Well, I was going to say probably yes. But will it make your life marginally better? Definitely. 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 Four bucks worth? Hell yeah. I thought it was 20 bucks a month, and I was like, ah, maybe. But four bucks, I mean, that's very affordable. It is. It is. Uh, Okay. Before we bring Nick on, I don't want to forget. No, chilled monkey. Not yet. Maybe one day. Um, I I don't want to forget to do a crypto update, though. Aaron, can you play me my bumper while I bring up my uh, crypto heat map? Sure, Spencer. All right, all right, let's do a crypto update brought to you by Voyager. Where's my heat map? Can't even find it. There we go. So many tabs open. Well, I can't find the... Uh... Oh, here we go. That is what in the business we call a bumper. Where's my heat map? I'm scrolling. There it is. Oh, no. Yesterday it was straight green. Why is it red today? Uh, it's not that red, though. It's okay. Bitcoin, ETH. <laughs> I, I call this flat. I, I don't even call that down. If, if you're, my, rule of thumb, my rule for crypto is if you are up or down less than 1%, that, that's flat. That's because it's so volatile that 
a 0.89% decline means nothing in the grand scheme of things. So I'm going to call Bitcoin and Ethereum and Binance Coin and XRP all flat today. Uh, Solana is interesting, guys. Solana is down 2.5%. I've got some of that. Um, there's a lot of interest in Solana right now. And the reason I know this is because whenever we talk about Solana on like the roadmap, which is our, our, our NFT show that airs every... Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday on uh, right after this show's over. Whenever they have like a Solana guest on, it's like the bet. It's like the most traffic. It's like the most watched show that they have. Whenever they do it, yeah. There's it, just a lot of interest in Solana out there. I mean, we're seeing with NFTs too. Like a lot of NFTs are switching over from Ethereum to Solana as far as what blockchain uh, is like the backend technology on it. So Solana is certainly interesting. Again, I've got Bitcoin, I've got ETH, I've got Solana. I am buying more Bitcoin and ETH every single month. Just not anything fancy. Just recurring, recurring buys. Uh, because my exposure, like I, I, at this point, I've got less than ten thousand dollars invested in Bitcoin and Ethereum combined. Um, so I'm just trying to get that up a little bit. Just, just so you, you all know where I'm at. Um, and anyway, uh, if you want some free Bitcoin, it's very easy to get. All you have to do is go to the Voyager app, right? If you don't have it, you can download it in the App Store. You can sign up for an account and use the offer code Zing when you sign up, Z-I-N-G. And when you open your account and fund it with $100, they will send you $50 in Bitcoin. As long, But you got to use that code, though. You got to use that Zing code. So Zing, check it out, Voyager. Get 50 bucks in Bitcoin for free. All right. Um, we did that. It was good because I didn't want to forget. And we got Nick Shaheen on five minutes. He has the links, I assume, right? He's good. he's all good to go on that front. He does. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, so we're an hour out from Fed minutes. We are an hour and five minutes out from Fed minutes. We went through a bunch of earnings today. Oh, we didn't get to Upstart. I want to do Upstart right now, Aaron. Uh, that was they had earnings uh, overnight. I think it was was it last night they had earnings, and that was your number one stock of the morning on my gainers mover tool. In, or yeah, my, my movers I'm beating tool. myself up over. I know it's like what I should have, could have, but yesterday I was look. I, if you guys were watching when David Green went on, was on, I was talking. We were talking about Upstart's earnings, and I was looking at calls on this, but they were just so damn expensive. And I was explaining to Spencer, I was like, I was looking at like the one because yesterday, let's see, uh, Upstart was trading around like 105, 106. I was looking at like the 110, 115 calls. And they were super expensive. I was like, I should have been looking at the 135 calls, and those weren't as expensive, obviously. So uh, anyone who had those, great day today. Um, yeah, and, and wow. an Upstart basically did, did the opposite of what a firm has done. Let's go to a daily. Wow. Okay, can you uh, refresh me on their business? It's, is it similar to a firm's? No. Okay, well, they're similar in the sense the reason why Upstart was trading with a firm is because both a firm and Upstart give loans – in a way, right? If if you use a firm to buy something, it's like they're technically giving you a loan. You're yeah. you're paying them a zero interest loan uh, for a buy now, pay later. Yep. Upstart isn't really buy now, pay later. It's just strictly personal loans, right? You go on Upstart, and I actually did this as a test the other day because mm -hmm. I kept seeing people talking about Upstart, kept seeing people talking about the stock. I was like, there's no way it's that easy to go on Upstart and, and get qualified or sign no up way. for a loan. No way. It really is. Oh. You you literally just go on there. You select like what how much you want. What it, there, it asks what is the loan for? Like a house, uh, to consolidate debt, to clear credit card debt, a car. There's just a box that says other. So you can literally <laughs> just click, you can literally just click other and not disclose like what you're getting this loan for. Wait, 
Okay. Should we? Uh, we don't have time to do this right now, but I feel like we could probably do it in two minutes. Well, I did it. In two minutes? Yeah, I don't know how long it took me. Yeah, and then Luke, I, Luke was uh, also did it to see it. He got approved pretty quickly. So, um, yeah. How, how is that possible? I'm sorry, but, like, how is that possible? How can they approve you? Like they do that? a they do a soft pull of your credit, so you don't actually get dinged. If you if, if someone does a hard pull of your credit report, you'll get uh, dinged on it. Okay. But they do a soft pull, okay. which does not. So and wait, did, does every credit report? This is off topic. Does every credit report pull like do they charge for that? Do they have to pay Experian or TransUnion or to do a soft pull of someone's credit check? Does anyone know? Yeah, they they, they have to get that data from somewhere. I'm sure right, they, they have to pay for it. I assume right. Is there, um, is there a trade here for Experian or TransUnion? Or, or what's the third one? Guys, what, what's the third credit reporting company? Um, I don't know. But either way, so uh, that that's why ups, Upstart trades with a firm. Because um, they're, they're loans, but they're like fintech loans. Yeah. yeah again, okay. a firm's loans are through buy now, pay later, which yeah. aren't really structured as like traditional personal loans. Yeah. Upstart's more traditional personal loans, but through a AI... Okay. algorithm that determines if um, someone is you know prime for that loan or not um, but yeah I mean it's super easy super simple how do we know these lo- these loans aren't just dog like total dog shit well I can tell you because I got a proof for like I, I, I can pull my <laughs> I can pull mine up and show it and it's really not that bad let me try to find it Equifax thank you Vernon um and that's the one that trades well I think they all trade in the US but I just I don't know I feel like I just I I can't wrap my head around that you know anyone that was like around and aware of things okay, so during the my, financial crisis is my hard to loan yep from Upstart yeah fifteen thousand oh, dollars provided no. to you oh, is the amount of credit provided to you fifteen thousand dollars in twelve fifteen thousand uh, dollars in, in in twelve and twelve dollars and thirty cents oh okay. um. The total amount I would have to pay upstart after this loan over three years is seventeen thousand five hundred sixty-four. What does that rate come out so, to? So the does difference it... is two thousand dollars five hundred and fifty-two. So over three years, I would yeah. essentially have to pay that twenty-five hundred dollars to upstart for this fifteen grand they're giving me today. It comes out to about uh, a six percent interest rate over the over the year. All right, it seems a little high to me. It does like if you if you went to go get like a personal loan through like a bank, but like it's so convenient, like the ease of it was just like okay, like whatever. And then so I was figuring out, okay, so say I took this fifteen thousand dollars and traded with it, you just need to get six percent a year <laughs> oh, to match that uh, for for essentially the loan to be free. But hear me out. All right, I you take that. And I see Nick in the background. Yeah, we're gonna bring Nick on right now. You take you take that fifteen grand right, and you need six percent a year to match uh, the interest rate, but if you take that fifteen grand and put it on margin, now you have thirty grand. <laughs> now you only need to get three percent a year. Now you only need to get three percent a year. And then um, buy some options with the with the margin and get levered up to your eyeballs, and and then it's a risk free strategy. Let's yeah. bring on Nick Shaheen. He can talk more about this than we can. Uh, we're gonna talk options here, uh, and he's gonna run through some stocks he's been trading and uh, take questions from the chat. Nick. I'm not saying go do that, by the way. I'm just saying if someone wanted to. This is getting ugly. This is exactly right. This is going off the rails here. How are you doing today, Nick? Doing good. How about you? Doing fantastic. Uh, I'm, do I'm, you... I'm, I'm laughing at you guys. So so how much how much was your rate on the loan? Uh, 6% interest rate. 
So here's what you do. You take the money you borrow, you buy USDC, and you stake it for 10%. You make four points. It's that easy? (laughs) It's that easy. But, of course, you're taking a risk on the USDC coin disappearing on you. Or the platform where you stake it. Well, I I was thinking about it in terms of, like, I mean, at, at... you there are there's has to be some sort uh you know some safe you know like a jp morgan or some stock that pays a dividend that you could all but guarantee i mean i know it's not a hundred percent but pretty much all be but guaranteed to get you know three or six percent and you know it's not so, that much so i i say usdc because it's a stable coin it tracks to one dollar so it doesn't go up or down so there's no risk from fluctuation in the amount you put in so it's um, it's one dollar. So the different the, the risk is, of course, the platform where you're staking it disappearing, or um, the actual you know coin disappearing. So clearly there is risk there, but what is what doesn't have risk? Exactly. That, that, that's at the end weekly. of the yeah. That's at the end of the day. Like there's gonna be risk in any sort of yeah. investment you make. It's just about managing that risk and figuring out which ones are the risks worth taking and which ones are not. Exactly. So uh, right now, it doesn't matter what you choose. Everybody is hostage to headlines. Um, So I can't tell you, I spend half my day and my people are educated, which by the way, I gave them a link, so they should be here. They're educated not to chase headlines. And it's hard because it's in your face and it's everything. World War, uh, the virus has subsided as far as headlines are concerned. Uh, because of uh, whatever the White House is doing. And, uh, but, you know, the Fed heads talking. So all the hoopla was about uh, Bullard last week, uh, you know, spewing his guts about wanting uh, one point by July. What, what the headline should have said, it was an incomplete statement. Really, the message from him, I think, was he wants to front load the rate hikes. So what he wants to do is slap it with a big start so he doesn't have to do it a long time thereafter. So he wants to jolt it with the jolt inflation by raising rates uh, harshly to begin with and not continue it. So what Goldman Sachs did, they said, okay, they're going to raise every month for for the whole year. I disagree. I'd be shocked if they do it. So anyway, but we're hostage to headlines. So when you're doing options, it's super important not to chase. You have to learn charts, do some chart work, Talk to somebody who knows charts to increase your chances. Like, I hope people are not chasing upstart today. And I hope people are not buying puts in Roblox today. Um, So if you do what the prevailing meme is doing and options, you're probably going to lose more than you win just from the sheer statement that most options expire worthless. So if you're always a buyer, there's your first problem. And if you're always buying the trend, um, unless you're in super early, there's your second problem. So, uh, you know, upstart, I nailed it a couple of times. Um, and I almost shared a video yesterday. I ran out of time to say, if you like upstart at 120, you should sell a put at 75, take the money. It paid $5. So 500 bucks take the money, buy a $500 call, and you'll be pretty. And if somebody did that yesterday, I shared it verbally in, in, the, in the live room of 200 and some people. So hopefully somebody did it. And they yeah. were long upstart for free. 
and look at the upstart move today, they'd be like swimming in cash. I didn't do it. I didn't share it either via video. I, I was busy, uh, you know, trading the day, so to speak. So, um, you know, trading options. I don't know at what level you've been speaking about. Have you done anything lately? Last time you had a few positions. I don't remember them though. Yeah, actually, um, I, I've been I've been playing some options, mostly just kind of swing trades. I'm still in this kind of uh, purgatory on my brokerage where I, I'm restricted on my day trade. So any position I make right now, I can't sell it that day. So yeah. all my options contracts have been like ones that I'm I'm looking to hold at least over one night. Um, with that said, I, I've been playing some earnings. I was actually yesterday on this show um, talked about upstart calls, and I was looking at them, you know, uh, you know, talking about how upstart moved down with a firm, but a firm and upstart kind of do different things. Maybe upstart w will beat, and um, but the calls were just so expensive. But I was laughing about it because I was like, I was looking at like the 110, 115 calls. I should have been looking at the 135 calls, and I could have afforded them. Yeah, I was looking at the 145 call. I even said the implied volatility. That's a nuance that's important with uh, with uh, you know for your listeners and viewers. So if you looked at the implied volatility, I'm going to go from memory. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was over 300 for this week's options. So those were not the ones to buy. They were three times more expensive than normal. So the the thing to do with that is to if you wanted to buy the 145 call, you go out to march and you buy the call there and then you sell the week this week's against it so you you enter into a call calendar so you're long out in time you're short this week because the one you sell this week um is going to get a big haircut just at the open because the event is gone implied volatility will die down back to normal i didn't check today what it is uh, but it was 300 yesterday i'm pretty sure so the call uh, calendar or a call diagonal similar uh, trade would have been the right thing to do. Or what I said, but not everybody can sell a put, uh, but that would that would have been a safe one. So yeah, look at this. I'm looking at uh, the March implied volatility now is in the 90s and this week's is down to 140. So got cut in more than half the implied volatility today. So if you bought a, a call yesterday and it was a thousand bucks, today it's 500 just because. And then the price action uh, adds or takes away from that. So um, the best thing to do was to do a call calendar in hindsight uh, or a call diagonal. So keep in mind next time, if you're playing earnings, make sure you don't buy an inflated implied volatility. So if you wanted to buy the call for this week, opt for the one next week, even if you don't do a spread, because you're not overpaying for that call. Otherwise, yeah. you're overpaid more than twice uh, <clears throat> to, to participate in this week's uh, trade. That's an amazing move, by the way. Right. And, and someone in the chat I'm seeing uh, asked about NVIDIA. Um, so, so, Nick, I don't know if you want to go ahead and pull up your screen, but I'm going to go yeah, ahead yeah, and share, yeah. my, I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen. So I did discuss NVIDIA, and uh, since it's going... Um, since it's going into an earnings event, I would be cautious thinking that you know what's going to happen. Um, so this is a, a um, options trading platform and there. Okay. Can you see my screen by the way? Okay. I'm yep. gonna, okay. So I'm going to take out all my junk uh, markings on it. 
so the reaction to earnings is completely binary. We don't know what they're going to say. That's number one. Most likely, they're going to deliver a good report. Uh, we don't know how people are going to react to it because I don't know what you think about it. I know what I think about it. And I don't know how many people are like you or me. Uh, so I'll give you a perfect example. The Robinhood report had nothing good. Everything was bad. The stats were bad. The forecast for, forward forecast was bad. Uh, the, they missed estimates and all of that. And the stock rallies 20, 25% off of it. Um, then you get Shopify. So here, that goes to answering NVIDIA. So the Shopify headline says what? It says Shopify falls because it missed earnings by 16% or whatever they missed, 70%, whatever they missed earnings by, right? Whereas the, the, the report should say Shopify increased sales by 41%. They had to spend a little bit extra to get it done. They increased sales by 41%. Uh, and then who else uh, fell? Roblox. Roblox missed estimates on earnings. Again, looking at the earnings, both of them are extreme growers. Roblox increased sales 80%, almost doubled the business. They almost doubled the business year over year. And everybody's focused on the fact that they spent minus, so they had a loss of minus 0.25. And by the way, that was better than last year's loss. That was minus 0.3. Um, insanity. So what I'm telling you is I wouldn't risk money going into an event with confidence because it is absolute gambling the next day. Now, if there's no event, I can tell you that if NVIDIA takes out 269, it can get to 300 to 308 technically. Yeah. And what I, what I would say is um, what I like to do on, on these contracts, and I did this with Google a couple of weeks ago. Um, with, with these stocks like NVIDIA and Google that are kind of higher priced stocks, I mean, Google is obviously way, way more expensive per share than NVIDIA. But if you want to have some op uh, action on the table, and Nick, I'm, I'm just going to share my screen real quick. Yeah. Um, a good way to do it is through uh, spreads. Like I, I just have this called debit spread I just created on, um, on, on my Robinhood. Well, here, let me. For so what say week I wanted... is that? I can't see it. What'd you say? What week is that? This is the, the this is a uh, the the contracts expire uh, on uh, weeklies this Friday, which okay, is also so what level. What level is your spread at? So my spread the um, the the buy is at two seventy two and a half. The sell is at two seventy five. Um, but Nick, look at this. So so this is actually one of the cool things that Robinhood does is they have this little diagram that shows me. So the spread's going to cost me seventy three dollars, and if Nvidia is anywhere below. $273.20 um, because you have the $27.50 and then the amount that I'm paying for the contract, the premium. Um, I have to have it get, if, if it's anywhere at 270 if it's below $273, then I'm down that $70. If it breaks above $275, boom, it's worth $180. So I'm willing to take on that $70 of risk saying, okay, so if NVIDIA I, reports... I'm, I'm gonna I'm going to change your, I'm going to input on, on that. By the way, I've never okay. seen, I've never seen a Robin Hood. I just got off the phone with Neil, you know, that guy. And uh, he's he a good guy, me, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were telling, uh, he was telling me about how, so do you mind, uh, do you mind entering a spread to see how you do it? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like starting is that, over is from a the long process. Starting over from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll show you real quick. Um, so he, I'm, I'm on my homepage of Robinhood right now. I have one uh, position or one options position I'm holding right now in Asana call. Um, total return on that right now is only plus 6%, but it's a small contract. So I don't care. I'm just going to hold it 
throughout the day, some stocks. I search NVIDIA on here. Uh, I go to trade NVIDIA options. We're looking at calls right now. We can look at puts, change yeah, the yeah. expiry oh, here. Your trade. I got you. Okay. Uh, my trade. So I had the two calls calls. calls, 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 calls. I had the 272 buy and then I go to sell. Uh, here's my debit spread. 72 cents. Like I said, I'll zoom in here so you can see the expected profit and loss if it breaks above 275. Um, I'm in the green making 177. If it stays below, okay. I'm out 73 bucks. Okay, so here, here's here's my input on your setup. Okay, so spreads cost about the same this week or next week or a month from now if you stay close to current price. So why wouldn't you want to do the spread for next week? So you will gain less fast, but you also have a little bit more longevity on it. So if they go stupid and dip it for whatever reason, this one will die immediately. The one for next week will have a little bit extra life. Um, oh, also, you're starting out with a, a delta of 0.33. So any drop is going to drop your delta to the 20s, which would make it statistically not viable with one more day to go. Um, so those are two inputs. If I were you, I would move it out to next week. That's personal opinion. Or play AMD, where you're not going, you're, you're going to get the same move direction without the same amplitude. So if you if if they reacted negatively, AMD will drop, but not as much. But anyway, uh, a spread the, the spread is great and the stats are great and if you know that you are actually gambling because you have no idea why it should rally or drop uh, then that's a well trade i never invest into an earnings report because of Robinhood <laughs> and shopify yeah. and and, and, uh, and roblox uh like what what do you guys were expecting the estimates were wrong clearly so anyway and a hundred percent, this is not uh, like how I, if I were, you know, my mom asked me investing questions, I would never have her do, do this, something like this. This is like, if I wanted to get in on, on the action on NVIDIA after, give after me, hours today, give, give me back the screen. I want to share another point for you. Okay. Just real quick. I'm going to show you your, your point is true. I changed it to the, to the 25th and it's pretty much the exact same 80 bucks. Uh, to, to net 170. So there's really no point in me doing the ones that expire on Friday when I can do the ones that expire the following well, the Friday. Well, the only selling point for the Friday ones, if you do get a move, you get your money faster. But of course, that cuts both ways. Well, you can okay. close. I could close the spread tomorrow too. Right. For the one. But if price. it drops, there's nothing to close. And so anyway. Yeah. So you lose faster and you win faster. So this is NVIDIA uh, tables. This one has two days on the clock right up here. Uh, and this one has nine days on the clock right down here. So this is next week, this week. The difference is in this column right here. This column is implied volatility. Um, so this is how nervous people are about this week's contract. And the only reason it's 156 is because of the event tonight. So after the event goes away, this goes back to normal. What is normal? This platform should be able to show me. This is the extra money you're paying for everything for today. Tomorrow, this will drop down to here. So this much out of the value of what you bought today in this week's contract will disappear just at the open. Forget the price action. It will collapse. This one will collapse. If you don't believe me, we look at upstart. And you can see upstart uh, implied volatility now says 130%. This was the drop from yesterday. 
So yesterday it was these two added together. All right, so back to NVIDIA. So here's another spread to look into, start studying. Don't use immediately, start studying, paper trade it. Um, so the, the way you call calendars. So first of all, you can find out what the market makers think the move will be in the next two days. And I'm gonna eyeball it. It's going to be about $24.50. That's what they expect it to be. Uh, so it's going to drop 25 bucks. I'm rounding or rally 25 bucks. And it will be normal within the expectations. Any move outside of that is unusual and doesn't usually happen. However, this is the season where they have happened. Uh, so don't discount it. So how would I do it? Instead of buying a call and paying $600 here, I should buy a call next week. What call was that? $600. Uh, 272, you picked a 272 uh, and a half. So if I go to next week and I choose a 272 and a half, it's 850, right? But it's priced at an implied volatility of 90. So there's no extra premium in this, much extra premium. So if I buy this for 860 and I sell this week's 272 for 650, so I pay $2. So I'm spending $200 to be long NVIDIA in a call calendar. I urge you not to do it if you've never done it. Do it on paper and track it. So the, the spread setup would be me buying a call out in time. That's the lesson, the call calendar. Me buying buying this one. And then I have I sell something against it because like a covered call. I own one that expires in 225. I can sell one that expires closer in time. And um, same same level would be called a um, calendar. And I'm going to see if I can show you visually what they look like. Yeah, but you might have to do a whole like session just on calendar spreads. Yeah, Not you don't today. want it. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I'm, I'm saying I, I I love I love it. I'm says I was just saying it's it's one of those things that we might need to set aside like 30 minutes just to tackle it as a whole. Uh, right, topic. but no, this is this is it. I buy this one. I sell that one. I buy this. I sell that, it cost me 200 bucks rounding. Yep, $200. So ideally you wanna pop and you want it not to exceed 272 and a half. And if that's the case, this one dies for zero, you're long this one for 200 bucks. That's the call uh, calendar. Calendar, cause you jump timeframes, that's it. And then if you do this, now you make it a call diagonal. That's even better. A Little more expensive, but better. All right, so that's it. That's the lesson. Study implied volatility and see that sometimes the, the the difference is huge. If this is 400 and this is 80, this trade is a no-brainer. But, you know, this is uh, still, this is twice as expensive as it should be. So I guess I'm telling you, don't buy anything for this week. Buy it for next week. You're paying less per unit. That's the yeah, message. That, that, that's the importance of kind of understanding implied volatility. Shout out the ghost in the chat saying awesome lesson. Um, and, and as far as the chart itself, if you take out the headline, this is my chart that I shared with my people, shared with my people. So NVIDIA is in the hand of the bear for this period of time. Why? They're selling rallies. They're selling rallies. They're selling rallies. Maybe now they're at the upper end of the, and this, by the way, is not a line like this, this yellow line can be higher. It doesn't matter. The, the behavior is what I'm tracking. And this was my target uh, price pattern and they're halfway through it. They can still get to that, um, but now it's a binary event and we don't have any clue what they will do with that. So 
pay attention as to who's in control. We have lower highs that goes on months. We have higher lows that goes on weeks. They're coming to a point. So as they say, can we cuss? Uh, yeah. Go shit's ahead. gonna happen soon and might as well happen over the earnings either drop back down here's my plan if it falls to 240 i'm getting long if it uh rallies i'll wait for it to fade here and then i'll get long on the retest of the neckline that would be my trading as opposed to trying to guess the 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 direction with which it's going to move yeah and, and i mean that, that that's the bottom line is don't look at any trade in the in the earnings as anything other than gambling, because that's what it is. Like Nick said, a company can report terrible earnings and the stock can go up, or a company can report great earnings and the stock can go down. Uh, a couple yep. quarters ago, we saw that where all the big guys, Amazon, uh, Apple, Microsoft, all reported great earnings and, and all the stocks traded lower. Not this most recent one, this was a couple quarters ago, but um, it, it's impossible to play earnings. And yep. that was my and point with, with bringing up the NVIDIA spread was just, if you're gonna do it, do it on something with a spread where you know, okay, it's 70, 80 bucks. Maybe you want to throw a couple hundred bucks, whatever. Or or, on, on... or use a proxy. Use a proxy. So you think, here's the statement. You think if NVIDIA is going to rally tomorrow, will, will the NASDAQ rally? Probably. So here's the QQQ, one way to trade the NASDAQ. Now, this screen is shared live right now. I have 220 people in my room right now. They don't hear me, but they can see me. So... Um, this is today's trade. This is a 15 minute candle. You can see there's a legitimate floor. We have an event coming up in about 20 minutes or so, the, the made up event. The events of, uh, there's no Fed event today, by the way. The only thing is that they released the minutes from three weeks ago and so much has happened since then. Who cares what they ate for lunch? That's so, what I was saying too. It's like, we, we've had a whole war scare since the last time they met. And, Who and, cares? and also they had, a, they had a, an official meeting, emergency meeting on Monday. And I don't know what came out of that. Did they, did they have a statement? <laughs> yeah, shouldn't, shouldn't, the, shouldn't the, meeting, the meetings for that emergency meeting be more important than this one from a month ago I'm exactly tell me what happened in that emergency meeting anyway so here's i'm going to modify the support yes it is support but i have to be aware that it's also a slippery slope front door to a dip into secondary support and what are we doing today we're trying to fill the gap from yesterday and i'll show you the gap on all indices yesterday we popped and we never came back to touch the gap we should have at least filled half of it and that's what they did today so to me this gap is closed for all intents and purposes, because this is where it started from. Okay, so there's an empty hole here, but there isn't. There is volume profile here anyway. So I would take a bet on the cues. If NVIDIA's reaction is positive, notice said reaction is positive, then uh, the cues are gonna be rallying into here. And this will be an alert to say long. And this is how we do it. We spend all day looking at all these charts and whatever else charts they want to track. And we have a whole bunch. And um, I'll show you the gap on here. So that is the SPY version of the same. This is five minutes. So this is the gap from yesterday. And look, we fell from here. Go right and see my 441.50. This was pretty close. So yeah, we still have a little bit more weakness. But we could just as easily be here. Headline or not, don't care what gets us to here. That's a viable dip on a five-minute chart. That is normal price action. You go from here, you struggle, you gap up, you come back, you retest your gap, and then you come back up. Perfect. Normal price action. Headline or not, I don't care. I had a blow up this week in my chat room. I kind of got animated because 
I was like, people were pasting headline after headline. I was like, like, whoa, wait, I don't listen to headlines for years. Don't bring it into my life. So then now we're back to no headlines. I bet you anything, you would be a better trader and more importantly, happier trader. Check this out. Fear has not increased in two days. This is quote fear. That's the VXX. Look how stable it is. So it's all contrived. So now if it breaks from here, okay, yesterday's high was 22.2. It has a gap to fill, but not necessarily because it goes to <laughs> it goes to zero. Let me show you fear over time. That's the VXX. So guess what? The spy wins over time, over fear. So don't fall victim to headline writers. They try their best, but they're not the high-end um, knowledgeable people that know macro, micro, and all of that. They're headline writers. So control I mean, your emotions. Even the top economy, even the people working in the Fed, I mean, a lot of what they're doing in real time is, you know, theories, and they're just kind of going along. Like, they don't even know what the best monetary I, policy is you, half the time. You may have discussed it. I'm sorry for me repeating it, but it feels so good to say it. How does the Fed head, Mr. Powell, go from it's transitory for two years it's transitory ben bernanke before him it's transitory it's transitory it's transitory to holy shit, we got to raise rates like right now um i don't think that's the fed's position i think we are misinterpreting the fed's position i'm gonna say they're gonna raise two times maybe three this whole year maybe that's my opinion the governments can't afford it they need to have rates continue to be dumbed down. Yeah, I agree. And, and think about it. Even with the inflation, when you go into it, you see certain goods really driving that inflation, right? Used in new cars, energy. Um, you don't want to slow. You don't want to raise interest rates so much that you're slowing down investments into semiconductors, they, into cars. They, they just they just fixed the economy. They spent trillions to fix the economy, and now they want to break it on purpose. It doesn't make sense. It's like the doctor having a patient in the hospital, morphine, 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 then start to draw the morphine. It's like, oh, whoops, take all the morphine, get out the door and drop a brick on his head on his way out. It just doesn't make sense. I need information. And all Powell needs to say, we are concerned about inflation. We're going to raise rates in March, maybe do it again in July, and we will adjust the need to do it. But... And that's the only thing he needs to do. But we're not going to break this economy on purpose. He should say the opposite of October 2018, whenever he said he's on autopilot with raising rates. Because guess what the market did? The market brought him back to his knees and forced him to restart the QE. We crashed into December of 2018, and he restarted his QE. So uh, Wall Street will do it again. That's, it's that simple. If his message comes out uh, next meeting, we're on autopilot, lower we go. 3,600 where I'll buy the dip. <laughs> you want me to show you how we get there? Uh, 30, okay, that will do it, 60. All right, so this is the SPX, everybody knows it. I'm gonna take out all my drawings. So <clears throat> 124, January 24th was the market low and it was a pretty scary day and that was it right there. You lose 124, you're going much, much lower. And we do have three warning shots, warning one, warning two, and warning three. 
Okay. And here's the outcome of losing 124. It's that green arrow down. We're going to the 3600s. That's SPX. So keep those lines in check. And we could get there on a headline, like a war headline would get us there. I hope not. But I think they're all uh, posturing for negotiations. But I'm not a Russian expert. So um, my friend is, and she's not that worried. See, that's what's so funny is all like the experts and the people that are actually over there are like, yeah, the U.S. the U.S. outlets are making it way more extreme and worse than, or make it sound way more extreme and worse than it is. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, first of all, it's none of our business what happens over there. Uh, second of all, I don't think anybody can afford a war. They're already battling a virus, and the expense of it is huge. You don't want to. Well, start here's what I think is so. Here's what I think is so silly. We we spend all this time like worrying about Russia and making them out to be this like, you know, world power that's going to do all. Russia literally has a smaller GDP than Texas. Careful what you say. Got a lot of Russian subscribers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything against Russia. I'm just saying from from a from a from a from a money power standpoint, like what they're able to do with a GDP that's less than one of our 50 states. How big of a threat can they really be? That's all, that was my point. Is that, I just think they they, they I, I, I I really don't know. All I know is charts. Check this out. So this is. <laughs> <laughs> this is Tesla's charts. I drew this for us three days ago. Check it out ahead of time. Look, look how how it played out. So today's trade for Tesla is right here unfolding. That's why I brought it up. So today's trade, I left a note here. Ping pong inside the range. Chase either sides if breached. Targets are the arrows. Uh, this arrow is actually understated. The target will be here. Uh, I'll put I'll put an alert here. This is how we trade all day. That's what we do. Um, alert. Uh, start looking for longs. Short term, of course. Um, I can't participate because I'm doing this stuff and, and answering questions. So if I do it, I'm going to mess it up. Uh, but it is it's what we do. So this was uh oh, this was the plan. Um, and they're looking at my screen right now, so I wanted to focus on it because I saw it happening. Now, there is support right here. That's why I put that line there. So headlines or not, don't care. This price action will happen once lines are breached. You know, this stuff is history. It's not opinion. So if a stock is falling into a level where it should hold and it doesn't, then it's going to accelerate lower to where to a prior place where they tried to hold it, which is in these candles right here. And if that's lost, guess what? It's going to fill most of the gap. And then I have a message to myself to start looking for long somewhere around here. So if you don't do this, then you're just winging it. And if you don't know how to do this, join a group that can. Like if somebody buys calls over here, they're not listening to me, that's for sure. And they're definitely not in my room. Look at all these tails. You buy calls once it takes that out like at least 919 or higher then you have a chance of getting to 935 with a lot of resistance in here so forget the news this does not need news i promise you what what the fed minutes said might change the ticks but they mean they will not change the trajectory of the stock only very few headlines that actually change the tra trajectory of a stock like if it causes tesla to Turnaround and sell off 10, 15% on fundamentals is a something about, oh, Elon is leaving the company. 
okay, that could change the company. I will pay attention to that headline. But the fact that somebody had mayonnaise on their lunch and anchovies in their sandwich uh, is not going to change this guy's uh, trajectory. Yeah, and again, we, we will get those Fed minutes here in about 27 minutes at 2 p.m. Eastern. I'm with you, Nick. How much do we really care about a Fed meeting from, from January when within this month that's passed since then? Um, yeah. You know, we had war, fear, you know, all these these things. I mean, it's such a fast-moving, uh, headline-dominated world that I don't know how much this Fed meeting from January is even pertinent to markets today, but um, we'll see if the market moves off of it. Um, and, and yeah. It, it, should, it should not matter. The next Fed meeting will matter because they will tell us what their plan is. So if they if they deviate from their plan that they told us about a month ago, they will cause they were they will raise uh, some concerns. Like I didn't see anything different. The month over month information is not changing much. So yeah, we have inflation. We knew yep. you told us we have inflation, and to ignore it for a year at least, and now they're panicking. It just doesn't make sense. Anyway, headlines are always scarier. You know, you're in the business. Nobody will watch a show if about news if the news wasn't you know so you have to make it bigger than it actually is to draw the eyeballs that's the nature of the business unfortunately and hopefully people have enough people have um some personal opinion about the matter and if not get it so the facts are out there uh, we know what the fed said we don't care what the minutes say but Steve Leisman, I'm pretty sure, will tell you that's what exactly I, that's what, what I'm trying to say. That's what I, I was saying that hours ago. But now I think I'm I maybe uh, I'm worried I'm wrong, Nick. But I hope I'm right. I hope the market. I hope it's not a market moving event. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I, you know, I, I hate that we spent half the show talking about headlines. I I know I know that, you, that's a crime. That's okay, a crime. okay 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 okay. So here's what we're doing, Nick. Um, for people that don't know, you are doing what you just did more or less, but you do that every single day in your inner circle. Um, the link to that is in the description of this video. So check that out there, but tell for the people that, that are not in there with you, just walk them through like a typical day. Sure. So every morning um, I, before the market opens, I, I write up the market. I basically tell people, um, what I think of the price action overnight, and I share all the lines on the indices so for the day. And they usually yep. are based on these charts. So you will get in your inbox or in the chat room um, the lines for today. And I believe I did a 15-minute chart. So this, this picture. So you will get this in your box so that whatever happens today, if you don't actively trade, you'll know where you expect buyers, one and two, sellers, one and two and where the range has been and what downside scenario could be and all of that. And you get that on the three main indices minus the Dow because it's really not that important. And um, today, also uh, the futures contracts as well, the S&P and the NASDAQ NQ. And also part of it is sharing my screen live all day you have, even if you can't be there all day, and if you have this question, you pop in into the chat room, the inner circle chat room, uh, or the live screen and um, converse. If you have a question about a trade, if you're looking to go into a trade and say, hey, Nick, what do you think? Maybe I join you. I'll look at it. And it's like, hey, I didn't notice this before and let's go. Um, so 
that is what happens all day. I converse with hundreds of people. Like right now, I have 222 people in a room waiting for me to come back. They're saying, oh, he's on mute. What's he doing? His mouse is, his mouse is moving. <laughs> That's because I'm talking to you. Uh, so right. it's if you like trading, if you want to learn about charts, that's all we do. You spend a day in here, you're going to learn at least three things you didn't know about charts, and they're game changers. Um, if you didn't know options, I can help with that because I do share my option setup. So yesterday I shared a 12-minute video about Roblox at night uh, after the fact saying, okay, it's falling. Here's what I would do with it tomorrow. So I haven't done it yet, So, but I did the video yesterday. Also yesterday, I shared a video trade on Zoom. Uh, also on something else, and I can't remember what the hell it was. Anyway, Wait, where, where is where, where is Zoom at these days? I haven't looked at that. It's stock a great for, for trade. Zoom. Zoom is like one of those success stories that uh, nobody's talking about. It took the momentum from the pandemic, and it just uh, lit it up. Um, I have lag on my computer because I'm streaming in two places, and it's just a lot. Wait, you're saying right, lit it let up in a good way? My writings, because my writings are so. Here's Zoom. Uh, the, the pandemic gave it a big boost. I was so yeah. concerned when it was up here. Oh my God, it's 125 times its sales. Now it's <laughs> 10. So this, if you believe Harmonics, by the way, this is um, HarmonicTrader.com platform. It should come back to 280 or so, but. The starting point is where you have to do some homework and choose where you want to get started. So my opinion is starter positions in Zoom, assuming the markets don't collapse, is a pretty good swing trade opportunity for the next three, four months. And I'm telling you that the it will get above 200 and it could get to 280, 290 by the summer. <clears throat> I don't go all in because just Nick said so. These are weekly candles. You can see how the last four weeks it's trying to hold that one green candle range. So as long as that's holding up, uh, then the tops of these will become a catalyst of sorts. I bet you somebody's gonna come out and say, ooh, I love Zoom, so-and-so icon is in uh, on the thing. And, uh, and you Do you, know, do you have trades going off right now? Is that what that is? Say what? You have trades popping off in the background? You got sound alerts? For no, no, that's my cell phone ringing, so. Oh, okay. Um, DoorDash. Hopefully, hopefully it's nobody <laughs> important. DoorDash or Uber Eats is calling you, Nick. They, <laughs> if you knew me, that would not be a possibility. Anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Zoom is a good long for the long term. Uh, part entry, part one of two or three. I would be long. Uh, I would be comfortably selling puts to own shares in Zoom anywhere at a hundred or below. So if you don't know what that is, this is your to do. You should learn options just for that opportunity. If you like buying Zoom shares at two, uh, wherever they are, where where are they now? Um, if if at come on, if at one hundred forty dollars you're contemplating buying shares, then you would not have a problem buying them at one hundred fifteen, right? How about how about at a hundred hundred? Somebody will pay you. $400 today if you promise them that you will buy 100 of their shares in 57 days at $100. They'll pay you that much, $400 today. So if we go back, um, so you break even here somewhere. 
That's the worst case scenario. No money leaves your account today. Money goes into your account today. That's not a trade alert system. That is a way, a reason for you to go out and learn um, options. And because so, so in for this the hundred dollar, in this crazy environment, you need all the margin of error you can buy. So if you wanted to buy shares now, why not get paid to maybe buy them later, lower, much lower? After this correction, Zoom falling down to, uh, what did I say? Okay, somewhere around here, another 30%. So if instead of shelling out money to be long Zoom now, somebody will pay you 300 bucks to promise to buy 100 shares after a 30% drop. Done for me. And so you would need around $10,000 of collateral to, to be able to purchase. If you uh, want to buy 100 shares now, you have to pay 100 times 115. So it would require less to be right. in that trade. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think so. And if you, if, you do, if you don't have the size account, you can do a credit put spread. Uh, so you sell a spread. So you sell the 100 and you buy the 95 below it. You collect less money. But then you only need four hundred dollars in your account. A a thousand dollar account can do a trade like this. I, I don't recommend to put half your money into one trade, but uh, technically you could do it. Actually, actually, you can't. You probably need two two thousand dollars for them to let you do spreads in your account. But um, yeah, it it you can control the level of risk with little tweaks to the concept of using options. Why? Okay, this is said differently. It, I know for a fact, I don't know for a fact where it's going to go. I think it's going to go wherever it's going to go. But I know where it's not going to go. It's not going to be 500 and it's not going to be 75. I'm fairly confident of those two. And if it is at 75 or 85 or 90, I'm okay owning it down there. So that's the risk I'd like to take. And then I don't even need to watch Zoom. What did it do today? Who cares? Is it 75? Uh, no. Wait, wait. Okay. What, what was the expiration on that? Tim Ryan wants to know in the chat. 57 I days. April 50s April. okay and that was for uh, a credit put spread a credit put spread would be a slightly less money I didn't check it uh, if I sold the put at 100 I collect $400 I'm rounding so I break even at uh, 96 why because here here's how mechanically it happens so this is uh, this is e-trade I don't recommend the e-trade platform by the way it's a good demonstrator <laughs> but so the, the trade would look like this I am selling this put the English version of it would be, hey, Bob, uh, you have 100 shares. You want to insure them? I'm your guy. I'll buy your shares for $100 each if they go below uh, in the next 57 days. Anytime you call on me, I'm yours. So this position brings cash into my account. If price falls to it, it turns into 1000 bucks, and I'm looking like I'm losing my shirt. But since I sold got this guy insurance, I'll take the shares. I don't deal with it. And then I wake up one day, maybe owning 100 shares if he assigns me the shares. And then I break even at 96. So if I own it at 100 and I wake up and it's 98, I sell the shares, I made $2 per share. Um, so that's the mechanics. Now, if somebody does not want that because they have a smaller account or they just want some protection, they can add a layer, which is uh, this guy, um, adding something below it. So I'm on the hook for Bob. But I'm off the hook for with somebody else that did the same thing to me. So now I'm collecting 80 bucks instead of 400 bucks. But I only require 
$420 a margin. That's it. So if my account is $10,000, $420 are working to get me uh, 80 bucks. So you're saying, well, what kind of a whacked out trade is that? Let me give you the statistics on that one. 20% yield with um, 88% certainty. So the equivalent is for you to spend $420 buying shares or calls and then getting a 20% rally to deliver this. This one will deliver you those stat stats even if the stock drops 20% or 25%. So you don't even need a rally. You just need time to tick. It's not foolproof. That's why not everybody does them, but it's an easier fight than to need a rally. I don't need a rally. In fact, it can cr crash and I'm still maybe okay. So that is the credit spread attractiveness. And that's right. my specialty. That's what I like to do. And that's what I like to share every day. Some so people everything, yeah, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but everything that Nick just walked through, this is what he's doing all day, every day, right? Yeah. Um, and, and people are asking for, you know, Nick's opinions right now on, on like Palantir and this I'm and long. that and the other. I'm long Palantir. Um, I will trim my position because it's up big, my last batch. Yeah. I, I bought it at the dip, at the depth of the crisis. <laughs> and um, yesterday I was up big. I'll check today again. Is it up today? No, it's down a little um, bit, but um, I trimmed a little bit yesterday. So I'm okay leaving my position yeah. at the money calls out in time um, through the earnings. This company is on rails fundamentally. How it reacts to the earnings, I have no idea. So I know I'm going into a buzzsaw, but I took some profits off the table. My, my point was, though, like this is what Nick does all day, every day in the inner circle. If you want more of this, uh, again, the link is is in the description. I, I can't put it in the chat because it's, it's a long link because I made my own link for purposes of this show. But the link in the description, right where it says Nick Shaheen, below that is a link that goes to his inner circle. It is an extension of Benzinga Pro. Uh, highly, highly, highly recommend. He's doing this all day, every day. Anyway, you don't. It's not a question of like, you know, is it only for beginners or only for advanced? It's it's for everyone. Nick will tailor the advice. I if, think for if you like if you like stocks, I appreciate the 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 way you worded it. Sorry, I interrupted yeah. you the first time. No, I'm interrupting you again. If you okay. like stocks and trading and charts and fundamentals, I have futures traders, equity traders, blend of yeah. everything. Um, I think you'll have fun. I mean, it's you're you're gonna get to hang out with 230 friends, 260 sometimes, and. On Sundays, I do a two-hour webinar uh, where I review all the charts you want, 140 yeah. of them. You ask for the tickers, and we'll do it, and I'll record it and share it. And on Sunday, you'll get a strategy video for the week, and you get about one trade a day with 12, 15-minute videos to trade it however you want to. So if you don't find value in all of this stuff, get out of here. No, I'm just kidding. I, that, I mean, I don't know what yeah. else to do. Uh, you ask know. for it, we'll try to add it. So... It's right. a good bunch of people. Give it a shot. And I believe Benzinga gives you a way out. If you don't like it, X number of days. Well, I mean. Yeah, Nick is the real deal, guys. Well, um, well we may lock you in for a minute. I'm just kidding. Just go check it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the thing is, is, is working every day. Working every day. Um, and then, and Nick, love... wait. Yeah. Wait, aren't, aren't you going to be uh, at the boot camp on Saturday? Or did I, did I screw yes. that up? Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll see you on Saturday. I'll see you Saturday. 
All right, I have fine. the link. I did get the email today, so they did not boot me out of the boot camp. Look at that. SA says the Sunday charting alone is worth a subscription. Forget the rest of the stuff. Thank you, Sunday SA. Look at that. Boom. All right. Nick Shaheen joins us uh, every week, I think, every other week. Every know. other week. Uh, every other week on this show. Uh, but if you want more of Nick, it is very easy to get it. Just to click on the link in the description. I'm just saying. Hey, Nick next, Shaheen. Next time. Next time, get a bitly shortened link to put it wherever you need to. I know. Well, I I know. I I, I, <laughs> I tried to I try to teach Spencer. About I know links, how to do that. Want, no, he no, doesn't no. want. To, he doesn't want to learn. It's I know free, how to do that. Though. It's free. I, oh my gosh! I know how to make a bitly, guys. All right, I just didn't do it. Uh, whatever. Everyone, have, uh, Nick, have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you again later. See All you on right, Saturday. Later. All later. Right. Bye. All right, we got ten minutes left in the show here. Uh, a few other things to get to. Uh, number one. We, I, I wrote it down because I knew I'd forget about it. So, um, um, someone, I think Easy Mike mentioned his Generac uh, trade today. Generac's having a really good day. I guess long generators today. So I wanted to ho holler at Easy Mike for that trade. Um, second thing I wanted to point out though was the earnings calendar. I know we just talked about how earnings are uh, our guessing game, um, but as we said before, it, it, it's game day. It's game day for that stock. So here's a calendar uh, for this week. Uh, my mouse uh, is on the, you know, we're on one Wednesday night here. So we're going to be streaming the NVIDIA call tonight. It's at 530 Eastern time. We'll be streaming that out live on, on, on Benzinga's YouTube. Uh, but we got Cisco tonight, Applied Materials tonight, DoorDash tonight. Fisker um, is interesting, but... The numbers for Fisker are irrelevant. It's all about timeline. TripAdvisor, Hyatt, big names tonight. And to look at tomorrow, guys. Uh, Walmart, Roku, Palantir, Shake Shack, Dropbox, big names. So um, any of these just jump out to you. I, I will tell you guys this. We're, we're going to be streaming NVIDIA tonight and Roku tomorrow uh, after, uh, after hours. Do any of these names jump out to you? I am curious about DoorDash. I, uh, about earnings tomorrow, you're saying? Or today or tomorrow. NVIDIA. NVIDIA? NVIDIA. It's my yeah. favorite stuff. Wait, wait, what's so funny? Some, you're just laughing at something. I was laughing because we were talking about Facebook and social media earlier, and I was uh -huh. like, what is even on? And first of all, someone in the comments said like they only use Facebook to do the uh, use Facebook to sign in feature. Yeah, the, yeah the authentication. Which, like, that was amazing. When Facebook put that out there and all you had to do was like click a button and that was how you like verified everything. Yeah. Now you can do it through Google and Apple on most places that yeah. offer Facebook. So I, I opt for Google now, but there was a time uh -huh. when Facebook, like login through Facebook was really more prominent yeah. than login through Google or Apple. And that was like what I use Facebook the most for. Okay. But where, I was just like, what where, even is Where are we on? going with this? I was just, I, cause that's why I was laughing. That's why I was laughing. I was like, what is even on Facebook anymore? And I opened up, uh, my app and like the first thing that pops up is like memories from uh 13 years ago today <laughs> and they're oh, like man. pictures of it here i'll show you so you can see i don't know if the camera will be able to see you guys it. want to see a 12 year old aaron I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> see that's what's so funny. wait can rohan rohan are, are you there can we get the overhead can we zoom in on this stuff yeah, let me put my, my bright name <laughs> It's so funny, and it's like, how, how, why at twelve years old was I even on Facebook, like posting pictures and stuff? Who knows, dude? But now it's funny. Twelve years old. You later. were twelve, dude. I I didn't have Facebook till I was in I I was in high school. Well, you said twelve, kind of jokingly. That's actually exactly how old I was. I'm twenty four now. Twelve years ago. Oh well, man. 
All right. I, I was in high school when when I had uh when I got social media. All right, Aaron's uh, Rowan's gonna get the overhead camera up right now, and yeah, so I gotta point it up here. Yeah, and and he's he's gonna zoom in. Yeah, he says, hold it right there. Don't move. We're not moving. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait was that you or the other guy? This is me. The other yeah. guy. I'll, I'll zoom out so you can see. <laughs> That's great. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, here's the full picture. It's me and my, my friend. Oh, uh oh, uh oh. Okay, what is, what is all right. That? I don't know what that was about. <laughs> Thank you, Ron. Oh man. But yeah, so basically, those are your those are your use cases for Facebook. It is uh, the memories feature and the authentication. Those are probably the most used. Yeah, yeah. All right. That was funny. It was a nice trip down memory lane. Um, okay, so something else I wanted to say is remember that last week when I bought uh, Formula One. Uh, stock and my thesis was in part that the season's about to start, and not only will the season start, but the next season of uh, of um, the Drive Five series is, is going to come out. That was that was why I bought it last week. Well, today Formula One announced that the next season of Drive Five season four is going to debut on March eleventh. Almost two months from today, March 11th, Drive to Survive. That's like a week, I think a week or two before the, the first race of the year. I don't know about you, Spencer, but I'm very hyped for that. I'm extremely hyped. And uh, Can I spoil the end of the uh Yeah, you go ahead, do it. Season. Do it. Do it. You won't. Do it. Uh, Verstappen overtakes Hamilton in the last second. This is the last episode of the new season of drive to survive i'm just foreshadowing i'm i'm predicting this isn't is isn't it funny how it works like that like you kind of know what happens but it's still, it's still interesting, interesting anyway. to well dude that, that's like a whole genre of like mystery movies and stuff is they'll like give you the answer at the beginning and then it's like you got to watch to like know how we got there or like books like that you know i think what's going to be really interesting is i think they're finally going to be able to like tap into like a lot of the politics behind what happened you know there's obviously quite a bit of controversy with that championship win there um so I think that's definitely going to be an interesting take. But also, um, Verstappen elected to be out of this season. Like he's not going to be on the show. All right, so I'm out. Gonna be really I want the guy who won the season to be on there. Yeah, I know. So it's kind of – I'm curious to see how they're going to put it together because, he, yeah, he didn't want to be on the show. I didn't realize that was, that was for the entire year. I thought that I, – I know that came out about halfway through the season. I didn't realize that – that he had, that he was out for the for for the for the whole so, year. But. I mean, I'll have to check my facts on that. Yeah. but I, I know at least for part of it. All right. Well, anyway, here's our catalyst: March 11th. We now have a firm date on that. Uh, two weeks later is the start of the year. So um, that's two days in a row we've had a, new, a news event on Formula One. Yesterday, we got the uh, 13F from Buffett that that Berkshire Hathaway bought some Formula One shares last quarter, and today we get a. Uh, uh, start data for the drafters five. So I wanted to mention that. I also wanted to mention Generac this morning. Um, I'm a little bit surprised, AB, because I know that there is that Department of Justice probe right now on activist short sellers. And um, wait, not Generac, AI. Sorry, AI. That's what I just meant to say. There is this probe on activist short sellers, and yet we had a short report from an activist. Hit this morning. It hit at, I think at nine fifteen a.m. Eastern Time, Spruce Point, uh, 
put out a negative report on AI, C C3 AI, the ticker is AI. Um, and you can actually see here, if I go to a one minute chart here, you can actually see when the report hit. Yeah, see that right there? That huge, that huge red candle? That's when the report hit this morning. I'm a little bit surprised to see an activist short report come out uh, in light of the fact that the DOJ is sort of um, looking into the entire space. Um, so anyway, AI, uh, but it bounced right off. It bounced right back. So, uh, boss man. So real quick, there is no fed meeting. There's fed notes minutes coming out from, uh, the previous month's meeting. So we have the roadmap, um, which I'm being told will likely start, start at, uh, a couple minutes late, like two Oh three, two Oh five. So what we're going to okay. do is we're going to stay on oh boy. So for I, a couple minutes. So I should get the spy up, right? You should get the spy up. I'll get the minutes up. I'll read the minutes. I'm not gonna. <laughs> You're gonna read the minutes. Not all. Not all of it. But I'm, I'm gonna read the synopsis. I don't know how uh, insightful it will be or not. Um, but yeah, I mean, roadmap. Uh, Whoa! What happened to my chart, dude? You haven't heard the spy. Uh, it, it's no volume, no anything anymore. What the hell is that? It's a free for all. All right, when in doubt, do you just put a price out there and you get filled at whatever you wanted to. When in doubt, do a hard refresh. Um. Uh. Okay. Apparently, someone just uh, one of our colleagues just slacked us and said he said YouTube is mad at us right now. So, not sure what we did, but we should look. Did you say he? It was Ashley that said it. I said so. I said a colleague. Wait, what's going on? Okay, come on. This is ridiculous. Now I just had to take it off the screen. Oh, now they're back of course. YouTube can't be mad at us. Look, we, they, they sent us a button right there. All right, here we go. We got 50 minutes out in like a minute and change. Uh, so we're going to have the one-minute chart of the S&P. Uh, guys, the algos are going to read this thing, okay? So there was – Wait, the algos are going to read the minutes? Yes, the al the computers will read the minutes and trade off it. So just Dude, don't – Computers can't read. Don't do anything. Also, like, come on, guys. Why are we even doing this? This is – these are minutes from a meeting from last month. We... <sighs> and honestly, so much has developed in this last month that I don't even know how relevant that meeting last month is. Uh, hey, boss man. We always reply, man. Well, not always. Boss man. Oh. Uh... Anyway, um, before this comes out, we got uh, minutes and we got Benzinga Pro. So click on the link in the chat to get a 25%. All right, where should I go to get the minutes? <laughs> Dude, they're about to come out. Go to the uh, go to the federalreserve.gov website, or store. I'm sure they'll be in Benzinga Pro. Randy, will they be in Benzinga Pro? The minutes? Okay, they'll be in Benzinga Pro. No, they're not, Kyler. Wait, unless they are. Oh, shit, I should know this. Sorry. <laughs> All right, it's two, it's two o'clock. Let's just watch the uh, here. Got my chart up, but let's uh, let's check in the news feed. Do, do, do. Go back to my charts. Okay, see they like it. Whatever it is, they like it. No, it it was not from the emergency meeting, and it wasn't an emergency meeting, by the way. See, look, look, this is happening right now. The algos are reading the minutes. Um, and whatever the minutes say, I don't have no idea what they say, but whatever they say, I guess it's good news. Question mark, question mark, question mark. I have no idea. Guys, come on. We can't interpret this stuff. 
Wait, I can't read the chat from over here. Did Tiny Pie say we're popping a little or pooping a little? I mean, we're clearly popping here. Okay, well, I didn't know. I mean, maybe he's doing the other thing while we're popping. Yeah, like, don't you, you don't, you and me don't have, we can't compete here. We're competing against computers. You can't win that game. If you want to read the minutes, read the minutes. Uh, yeah. But if uh, you want to trade off the chart, trade off the chart. But don't do, don't try to interpret them on your own and then trade. It's just not, it's not a viable strategy. This is all computers, guys, right now. This is all algos. Wait, now the computers are saying they don't like the minutes. See, see, you can't win this game. You can't win this game. Um. All right, let's let the computers figure it out a little bit. They're trying to figure it out. Saying, okay, we're digesting, computing, 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 still computing. Federal Reserve minutes. Where? All right, I still haven't found the actual minutes. <laughs> it's been it's been out for two minutes. I'm trying to find it. All right. I don't know. Whatever. I got. I have a headline in Pro that says, what? Uh, uh, "Stocks moving higher following release of Fed minutes." Well, I mean that's that's what happened. Um. Oh wait. Minutes of the Federal Open Committee, January 25, 26. All right, I got it. Dude, guys, we can't interpret this stuff. I don't know. Can we? Is the roadmap starting now? Do we know? Is the roadmap, guys, are, 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 the roadmap is our NFT show. It's every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Are, oh, are, no. What? Look at the market. Decided it doesn't like the minutes. Nothing makes sense. Stop trying to interpret. Um... All right, so this is 20 pages long. Where, right. where, where I, should I start? What? You're going to read the whole thing right now? I don't know. Want to read out loud? No, in all seriousness, though, I I do have a meeting right now. All right. So let's I, go ahead and wrap up. Yeah. We'll catch you guys tomorrow. Peace.